Hello everyone. You are not experiencing deja vu. This is the second time the video has been uploaded. That's why you'll notice the V2 next to the name. Uh, a decision was made to edit part of the episode. And that decision, the only reason it's being made is because Scott asked me to. And otherwise, that probably wouldn't be happening. So out of respect to Scott, who is a big part of this show, he's my partner, and that is going to happen. Anyone who has commented on the previous video for the giveaway, I'm going to make sure that I go ahead and I'm copying those down and I will enter them here so that you don't have to re-enter. I don't want to lose any of that. We will lose all the previous views and everything from the last video because there's no way to just swap out the video and keep the other stuff in there. So uh, again, thank you to everyone who has supported this channel throughout the years. It has not gone unnoticed who has supported, and I, I truly appreciate it. Uh, I love the comments. I love when people participate, send us emails, send us voicemails. And going forward, uh, I will say this. There will be no more edits. If anything is ever said here, it's, it's going to stay. And uh, that's my decision. And I will make that decision from here on out. And again, thank you. And on with the show. Hey, what was that? Did you buy another model? I can't believe you. You have way too many of those things. You need to sell some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Hey, what you have? All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 65. I can't believe I got to do this again. Six. Well, yeah, five, we, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> How we are you, start sir? over again because Jason's a moron. That's true. How are you, Scott? My lovely co-host. I am lovely. I feel like we just did this. It's been a very short I, month. And, yeah, and and I can't. I I need a break already. I've been around. I've been back what three episodes, yeah, and it's like yeah. I'm ready for another month off. Oh my god! I wish I could take a month. Off. Anyway, uh, things good. Great. <laughs> What's wrong with you today? Why are well, you? Yeah. You know, we have uh, we have kid problems. I got to take care of tonight, <laughs> so we're gonna rush through this as quick as we can. Yeah, we have. A, this is a weird episode. We've uh, I've had to edit in Mark because you were doing a pizza or something without you. Now we have to cut this short. And uh, whatever, get on with it. It's a short month, so I've. It, it's a different yeah. format today. Uh, we didn't. We're not gonna. We're gonna cut things a little shorter than we normally do, uh, in terms of these segments of the show. Uh, just because we felt like there wasn't much to that came out in the last week that we could put on news and reviews. There's a couple things that we're gonna go over, but other than that, Scott, make sure all talk to everyone you know and tell them to like and subscribe when they watch our show. It helps out quite a bit. Like, uh, share, close. subscribe. Yeah, share. Uh, get the kids. You two girls. You on the bike. We should do a Blues Brothers thing. <laughs> Model Club yes. TV. You. Driving you two girls. The... Oh, I love that. We Put want the big the show. thing on the top of your scion, the big microphone. <laughs> we want the show. Um, other than that, you watch anything? Anything new? Picard, season one, Whoa. episode one. I did watch that. How was that? Um, It's hard to say because it's like a setup episode. and okay. And this is... This has been the case with the other two seasons as well. It, it takes two or three episodes to get going. And then it um, goes to shit is what I've heard all along. I, you know, I don't know. I it's Star Trek fans and, and you know, any fan of anything yeah. gets to the point where they can't enjoy something me and, and they over critique it. <laughs> me. Okay. I will say this Star Trek or uh, Picard season one. I it was okay. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, 
Season two was not as good, which sucked because it had the Star Trek Nemesis Q, which I loved, and it just wasn't yeah. as good as like the Q episodes on the Next Generation and and Voyager. He did a few in Voyager as well. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. You know. Did you go see uh, Ant Man? No, but I'm hearing terrible things. Just <laughs> terrible things. So you'll probably like it. No, I that does not look good to me. I don't I'm not none of the Marvel is good to me anymore. Did you see Modoc? What they did with that? Yeah, that's terrible. That's, how that's is horrible. that how does that even And let's I don't pause even know what he, for a moment. And, and again, I haven't seen the movie. It but Modoc was not a like he he was a AIM, which was Advanced Ideas Mechanics, was like a organization and he was a creation of theirs if i'm not mistaken so what he has to do with kang is totally beyond yeah i don't know how they brought him in i don't know what but not being a huge marvel comic guy and i've always seen pictures or action figures of that thing i've always been like what the hell is that that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and then i see this what they did to it (laughs) it looks it looks a million times it looks like a snapchat filter where they stretch someone's face out to do like that baby face to make their heads look big. That's what it looks like. Like, how does that even get out of editing? Like no one said, Hey, this is awful. Wow. Whatever. Anyway, this is even, I've given up on Marvel movies a while back. That's wow. Marvel do better. Okay. We have some giveaways today. The first one is uh, from Ron Joseph who sent in. Well, the first three, right? The first three. So we have Satan's Crate from Ron Ron Joseph. Watch me break something, and we'll have two giveaways. The Vampirella, the Wolfman Repop. All right. So we, uh, because of time issues, I'm going to go ahead and do the giveaway after with Scott. So I'm going to edit it in right here. All right. Just me. Going to do the giveaway real quick here. I am going back to the old style of the tickets in the you know, the plastic cups because it was just too many entries to do the wheels for three kids. And I kind of forgot to do it when I needed to anyway. All right. So we're going to start with from Ron Joseph again. Thank you for these amazing giveaways. We, we truly appreciate it. And the first one is for Satan's crate, old kit builders kit. So here we go. First one, Satan's Crate, not looking, not looking, and I have Kirk Durfee. Congratulations. You got Satan's Crate, Kirk. That's yours. Next kit, the Wolfman. And where's my Wolfie? There we go. That's the Vampirella. Here's the Wolfman thing. All right. Wolfman. Who's getting the Wolfman kit? Wolfman, not looking, not looking, and there we go. What? I'm trying to spin it around in my hand. Barry Gordon! Barry Gordon has the Repop Aurora Wolfman Monsters of the Movies 112 scale. Thank you, Ron Joseph. Again, one more to give away. Barry Gordon got that one. And the little Vampirella on the little Vampirella on the tombstone is going to... a nice little kit. All right, that is going to... Here we go. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up, and turn around on my fingers. Jamie Sigh. 
Jamie Sai. Congratulations, everybody. And again, thank you, Ron Joseph. You're the best. And back to the show. Congratulations to our winners. Thanks yeah, for playing. They are. <laughs> That's awesome. So thank you. And then. Dun, dun, dun. What do we have to give away this? This, this episode's giveaway is from Paul Gill. And it is sculpted by Tony Gibson, uh, produced by Paul Gill. And it's a quarter scale one piece bust. I haven't even opened it yet. Here it is. I was kind of protecting it because you know me. Um, it is Here kind of like cut. a. Here he goes, cutting his finger open on live TV. Actually. I'm not using, I'm using the blunt end. Um, the blunt? Say blunt? Edit that out. I can't, you can't say that. <laughs> I can say it. Okay, here we go. So I love Paul's bag packing system. Yeah, Mark Mark talks in the interview about uh, his expert packing. I don't think he's doing the bag packing. So. Oh, look at this! You get some stickers. <laughs> I think those maybe might be for you. <laughs> what is okay? And now we know what uh, what kind of water type of water they're drinking at the Gill household. <laughs> but here is the kit now. There's a cool thing about this. It is. What? Uh, let me get this open. It's immune to you dropping it. I wonder if I could. Does it work? Hold on. I wonder if this will work. Oh, no, it doesn't work. No, because your monitor is. Yeah, my monitor yeah. is going to light it up. Dang it. Okay, it doesn't work. So. Can you see my light behind me better? Yeah, you know, you should film like that because nobody wants <laughs> to see you anyway. <laughs> so anyway, there's some glow stuff to this. And if you look at the uh, picture there, uh, that will be right here. He was testing out some uh, system for adding glow features to his kits. And so this is almost like an artist proof of trying to figure it out. So quarter scale, one piece bus, the incredible melting man will be yours. So that is uh, next week's, not next week's, next episode's giveaway, episode 66. So to win this in the comments below, I'm melting. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm melting. I know. Yeah, that, will get you, that will get you in the contest. So, I'm melting. I'll get you in the contest. There you go. Thank you to Paul Gill and Tony Gibson for the incredible melting man. All right. News and reviews, Scott. You ready? All right. First, if you have not got your Wonderfest room, get your Wonderfest room. <laughs> I saw today. Well, when I I had a I just got mine over the weekend, and then mm -hmm. I think uh, I saw Mark. Uh, what's his name? Worthling. Uh, post about it. He tried. He had to call in, and it's sold out. But they got it fixed. So the room block might be sold out. You're going to have to uh, maybe stay somewhere else if you're not in there quick. So quick. If you haven't got your room yet, now's the time. And the other news is we're going to be there again with a table. Can't Scott wait. loves this. And the other cool thing is Jamie Sai also has a table next to us. You know what? We should have put a three in there. We should have put a number as part of our name in the beginning because then you end up top of the list like Jamie did. 3D print yeah, guy. How do you get to be the 3DD print guy? I don't know. <laughs> but so 3D print guy, Jamie Sai, he'll be next to us selling a bunch of really cool stuff. We'll give you a preview when we get closer. 
but he's been showing us some of the stuff he's going to have in there. And Jamie's the guy that was selling the little figures on our table last year. And he will have those again. And he will have those again and some more. Some some new ones. Other really cool stuff. So stop by our tables. We'll be right next to each other. And we're excited. I Well, I am. I like meeting people. I'm not. Scott likes to go hide in the room somewhere. Next. So you have a little uh, pre-recorded bit here. Um, Yeah, I have a pre-recorded bit. That I wasn't allowed to be part of. You were allowed to be part of. You chose to get pizza. You called me 10 minutes before the food's coming. I'm sorry, hey, we got to record this. That's on Mark Worthling because he didn't pay attention to his calendar. Actually, me and Mark have the same thing. Our our girls, girls slash girlfriends slash wives tell us stuff, and I don't think we listen when things are planned and then no, we... i'm gonna tell you something if he don't listen to shanna he's gonna get a black eye uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a bad eye so okay? the, the day we scheduled he didn't realize they had something else so we had to move it up and then you had already ordered your pizza mark has uh taken over the big headline and he announced that on facebook but he wanted to get it out on here to kind of explain it a little more and he does a great job i think of explaining what's happening and he also talks about uh Wonderfest and how he's going to have the land of the lost actress and actors there and some cool stuff that they're doing. So enjoy our little mini interview with Mark Worthling of Pestilence Labs. All right. I'm back real quick. We have an update from Mark Worthling and Pestilence Labs. How are you, Mark? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We're about to have an ice storm or a bunch of rain tomorrow. How's Florida? Oh, uh, Florida is, uh, believe it or not, I think it's going to be in the 80s tomorrow. So. Great. Uh it's Scott time to get back in the pool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh Scott couldn't join us. He's uh ordered a pizza. And then we had to do some schedule switch shifting. So it's just you and I. And yeah. you have a you had a big announcement online, but I figured it and you figured as well that it would be a good place to kind of do it here as well and hit all angles. Have at it. Okay. Um well you know, there's been a lot of uh Facebook, Facebook has kind of blown up with uh, Mark Brokaw making an announcement that he's basically shutting the doors of Earthbound Studios, so to speak. Um, Mark's been part of this hobby for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I mean, right? Long time. I mean, it was always uh, if a kit was coming out and it said cast by Earthbound Studios, you were like, oh crap, it's going to be a gorgeous kit. I got to get. <laughs> yep. Yep. So Mark kind of set the standard. And, uh, you know, I started working with him on some projects. You know, we've talked about it on some of the earlier episodes of Model Club TV. That was really uh-huh. how I kind of got my feet wet. Um, and uh, started coll- I started collecting the Big Head series, which I got became obsessed with. And I was on a mission to have all of them. There's like 34. Is it really? Yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I have all 34. I, nice. It took me about- it took me about five years to find, I think the last one that I got was the blob that was hard to find. Is there anyone else that you know that has all of them? There's got to be somebody, right? There, There's got there to be. be. Um, yeah. I know Jeff uh, Ferroni has quite a few. Okay. Uh, Michael William Hall. I mean, there's guys out there that really love this series. Uh, okay. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, so anyways, Mark announced that, I mean, he's, uh, he's ready to just kind of semi-retire. I mean, he's yeah. he's been doing this a long time. Yep. But he loves the hobby. I mean, Mark is, it's part of his, it's in his bloodstream. I mean, he's, uh, he's probably resin in his blood, you know. <laughs> After all that and, casting, I'm sure there probably yeah. is. And, um, you know, and again, Mark and I work together on a lot of projects, so I'm on the phone with him all the time. And in the middle of this announcement, you know, in the middle of it kind of happening, 
I, I said to him, I said, Mark, we can't let the Big Head series just die. It can't, you can't let it happen. Because there were several projects that he and I talked about that, you know, that he wanted to do and things that I thought would be really cool. And I've recommended a few things that were duds, but, you know, uh, Shanna reminds me of those all the time. Um, Putting the picture right here. <laughs> uh, that would be the gargantuas, yes. Um, Scott's going to be uh, happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, so I, I told Mark, I said, listen, what what do we got to do? I mean, I, uh, I, you know, we continue to call it Earthbound or, or I think, I think we'll call it Revenge of Earthbound, something like that, you know, like yeah. sort of a B movie return of, or son of, or something. Ooh, son of. But son of Earthbound. So, um, Mark's going to be, uh, remain involved. He's really excited about continuing the line for, you know, you know, a few, a few kits, a few heads, yeah. uh, big heads. Um, a couple that, you know, he, he already announced, uh, you know, he and I talked about it and he wants to do the bride. So, uh, that's going to be the first, uh, revenge of the big heads, uh, big head. And I think that's a great choice. It's going to be sculpted by Jeff Yeager. Oh, nice. And, okay. uh, it'll, it'll be fantastic, you know? So, um, so Mark is going to stay involved creatively. He's going to stay involved as far as approving any subject that we tag as a big head i mean it has to okay you know, it's, it's got to sounds like an executive producer like, exactly would be okay exactly. that works all right and uh i'm basically gonna be primary investor and uh we're gonna have bradley Worley do the casting so those will be gorgeous yeah um, mark, mark may still do some mold work um, he just wants to get out of the production, you know, day to day casting work. It's just, you know, too much. He's ready to kind of slow down and take it easy. But he loves molding, so, um, so he's going to stay involved. Um, he's very excited about it. Um, and uh, the the you know people can come to me to place an order. You know, I'll uh -huh. take orders. I'll take the the payments. Um, I will provide uh, Bradley with the necessary information and shipping labels to ship it to customers. Uh, but it's still going to be essentially me, Mark Brokaw and Bradley kind of working together to put these things out. Um, no big changes in the pricing strategy. It's basically, you know, big heads have always been pretty affordable. That should continue. Um, awesome. And it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. So I just want to clear that up. So there may have been some confusion in some of the posts and. Yeah, that kind of uh, helps. I told you, uh, do you have re-releasing older ones? Is that part of the plan or is it just so, going for all new ones going forward? So Mark kind of, you know, made this announcement. Hey, come, you know, contact me now if you want something because mm -hmm. I'm done. You know, everything's kind of getting wrapped up. There are, I think, five or six big heads that he and I partnered on, which the molds are all great. And, he's, and we're going to continue to offer those uh, without a doubt. Um, I could rattle those off, but I probably don't even yeah, know them in my yeah. head but <laughs> um we have you know what mark doesn't want to do is is make it look like he uh you know announced a fire sale and then you know, right. just okay. kidding we're gonna put these back out so we'll consider that it won't be any time in the near future but there are a number of big heads that the molds are in great shape and it would be a shame to never see them again yeah so we'll definitely consider that in the future i mean it might be the the Frankenstein for the Boris Karloff uh, I think the mummy's in good shape um, you know uh, uh, the the uh, Glenn Strange Frankenstein um, so there's a number of big heads that are still in great shape so okay. uh, 
you know, never say never. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what kind of response if we put an announcement out and then go from there. Very. That's, I love this. This is good. Keep it going. Is Mark sad? Like, has his, like, does he seem happy to be done or is he like, like, I, I'm happy to be retired. I'm, I'm out. Or is he like, is there, do you think this is going to, because, you know, he's kind of almost retired before. Do you think like a year from now, <laughs> he might just go, eh, I kind of got the resin itch again and come back? Or is this, do you think this is the final, I'm done, I'm, I'm sailing out to the seas, going to the Grey Havens? I, I don't think he can never be completely done. Um, I, is he happy or is he sad? I, I think he's relieved that a lot of pressure has been kind of lifted yeah. from him. Um because he's, you know, he was doing a lot of work for a lot of people, and yeah. uh, he, I think he was just, um, he was uh, feeling like he he needed to perform well to support all these people, and now that pressure is kind of relieved. Um, he Good. loves making molds. I don't expect him to stop doing that. You know, he'll make you know molds for various uh, key uh, people that he's done work for, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, I, I think he, I think he is a little sad about doing this because he loves it so much. Yeah. But he's going to stay involved and he's going to cool. stay very involved with Bradley. Um, you know, Bradley does an amazing work and uh, Mark continues to kind of support him and, and provide, you know, help any way he can. And, uh, you know, of anybody, Bradley's the, the guy to pick up the baton and kind of carry the hobby forward along for with sure. a lot of other great casters. Yeah, for sure. He's not the only one, so. For sure. Um, while I got you here, let's talk Wonderfest for a minute. Um, okay. You, I, I know you're going to have a lot of stuff if you want to go on that stuff, but your Land of the Lost, I don't think we've had you on to actually talk about it. We just did our own little, you know, preview of what you had coming. How did that come together? Where'd you get the idea now that it's announced? Because you had brought it up to me a while back. Yeah. And then I was posting that same thing. So I, and I, I kept my word. Um, just walk people through how did the Land of the Lost at Wonderfest come, come about? Well, I've, I've been going to Wonderfest regularly now for, um, I don't even know how many years now. I'm, I'm certainly, I, I wish I'd been going since day one, like a lot of you guys. Um, probably probably 10 or so years. And uh, it's it's just such a great show. And uh, the guests are always fantastic. Um, this year looks incredible. I mean, the, the guests that are being announced every other week look amazing. Yeah, there's some cool so stuff. It's going to be really good. Um, so I'm not sure how I first got the idea. I think I think I bought the DVD set just because I loved the show so much. Yeah. And I'm listening to that intro and it just get me all jazzed up. <laughs> and then I think I stumbled I stumbled upon uh Wesley Eurer, uh that's Will yeah. and uh Kathy Coleman, that's uh uh, uh Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, I stumbled upon their Facebook page or something uh, somehow. And, and it, and it was talking about them going to shows and, and doing shows. And I'm thinking to myself, God, man, Wonderfest would be perfect for these guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got the, the pop culture crowd. I mean, I know Wonderfest is a lot of horror or sci-fi. Yeah, but that works. (laughs) I, I, you know, pop culture. And I, I started thinking about it. That had to be probably one of the very first you know shows that really had a lot of dinosaur stop motion yeah. animation and um and I, I was seeing that they were doing all these shows and events and i was like God, they would be perfect so before i reached out to them um i reached out to dave hodge 
And I said, hey, I'd like to do this. Uh, what do you think? And, and I think he was kind of like, well, I mean, he, he's, you never know, right? I mean, he, sounds just like Dave Hodge, actually. <laughs> it's, his, it's his show, right? I mean, yeah. he's, yeah, it's got to be, you don't want to, he doesn't want, he wants the show to be great. And so I, you know, he, these, these were new guests and, you know, it, there's no telling how they'd be received. <laughs> But, um, yeah. you know, he, he, he said, gee, this sounds really good. Cause he went out and looked at their pages and saw how exciting they, they seem to be at these yeah. shows and really get the, the crowd involved. And, um, so he said, yeah, let's do it. So, um, so then I reached out to them and they were very excited about it. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all kind of come together. So I met with Dave Hodge for about an hour one day and kind of walked through the details and, um you know they're gonna they're gonna be there they're gonna have a lot of uh room they bring a lot of props um i think they might have a pylon there and uh, like sleeve stack <laughs> a, a little sleeve stack uh altar or something yeah and uh you know they take pictures in the raft with the with the guests and uh <laughs> you, know, you put on the bite life vests and so um i'm pretty excited about it and i hope uh, it's a good show for them, and I hope people. Yeah, I hope so too. Enjoy meeting them, you know, because it it is a risk, you know, taking that kind of taking a chance on something like that. But I hope it does go well. I think it will. Yeah, well, I think it. it, it I think needs, it's a, Wonderfest has. I'm gonna. I don't. I don't want to sound like a bad guy. It's the same. There's a lot of same, same, samey stuff all the time, and that's okay. But to get something and try something new is, I think it it, it needs it. So I hope this goes over really well with everybody i think it could be it could be really cool um how old were you when you were watching land of the lost i've never so i think i figured this out i i think i was seven or eight or something um, okay i maybe maybe nine i was but, okay uh, i man saturday mornings that's what i did <laughs> i got up early got my i probably went through half a box of captain crunch and watched cartoons and shows for i showed the intro to a couple seventh graders at school the other day just on a whim i don't know what we were talking about they're talking about some some tv show called dinosaur train for Hmm. kids where it's an animated show but it's about a train and dinosaurs i'm like that's the most brilliant kids show ever because it's the two things that kids love the most trains and dinosaurs and yeah. they mashed it into one. So I'm like, well, this is the dinosaur show I used to watch. And I showed them the intro and it was almost like I showed them hieroglyphics or something totally. They had no, they're like, what the heck? Like that is the cheesiest thing that I've ever seen. Well, you know, the but intro, us, that was the, the best. intro is cheesy, but what's really cool is the, the credits at the end. That, yeah. That winding sound that comes in and, uh, yeah, is, uh, I love the, oh, the credits at the end. That's a cool thing too. Memories 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 um but um so we're gonna have uh and i think you you may have shown pictures on another episode but we're gonna have well we have i've already had a tribute piece sculpted for them uh so to speak uh to kind of accompany their um attendance at the show so i'll have that at my table it's gonna be it's not gonna be small i mean i we're it's gonna be about 12 inches tall probably almost 12 inches around at the base. I don't cool. know, something like that, maybe. And uh, it's going to be pretty big. It's being printed right now, and then we'll get it molded and have castings at the show. So Awesome. Uh, anything else you want to sneak peek for the show you're going to have? Any um, hints, clues? Well, 
the plan is to have Wink there, and I know you've got pictures of Wink. You're yeah, you're supporting me on that and helping me out. I know it's been kind of a challenge. Oh no, I guess I'll find it's those fairies, the fairies, everybody. When you there's get these, fairies. if these, if anyone gets a fairy in their hand when this is done, know a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into the fairies and phone calls. Man, so that's been, gonna be cool. I'll have the Hellboy yeah. line. I think I'm gonna have some limited. Limited kits, um, hand cast of the creature, the Wolfman. Um, I'm doing a limited ten kit run of the Witch right now. I've already sold five of the ten, so there's only okay. five. Left. Yeah, I saw that when I last um, checked. It was five. I think I just saw you. Yep. Sold. So um, it's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining us, man. I hope that everything. This is like, I hope it goes great. Like it's gonna. I think people are excited to see it not going away and have. To have it put in such good hands with you and uh, Bradley is, I think, the best choice for this right now. So. And the key is having Mark stay involved. Yeah, it, it, for it, sure. I think that's it's the lifeblood of the line. So, for sure. Uh, yep. Well, thank you, man. Say hi All to right. everybody, and we'll talk I soon. Will. I'm sure. All right. See wait, you wait, yeah, we got to perfect our. All right. <laughs> we'll see you later, man. I'll take care. Okay. Cool. All right. Boy, that was riveting. <laughs> He hasn't watched it yet, so don't believe him. Uh, so, yeah, that's great. I, I really like to see that the big headline is continuing and with the full support of Mark Brokaw. I, I think it's a great idea to keep that going because those are some cool kits, and I, we'd hate to see them go. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Typhon. If you're waiting for a Typhon kit from Typhon Studios, uh, Mike Calvert's been having some arthritis stuff going on, so he's had to kind of take a pause. So just be, be nice. Be nice. Be and nice. Wait, be, patient. Kind of, be patient. Um, Mike will get it to you. He'll get, uh, yeah, I'll, good guy. You'll I'll, get your stuff. Yeah. Anya Shatina, who's been on our show as a guest, started a YouTube channel, and her first video went up uh, painting a Sulu, I think. Or oh, cool. Yeah. Something, I'll have to go it. back. So, yeah, I'm going to put the link here down below. Look for Anya Shatina's. Anya's Workshop is the name of her YouTube channel. And check out she does a great job she uses pastels in there and doing some other stuff so it's going to be exciting to see where that goes let's get to some stuff some new things so mark van tyne who's going to be on the show today sculpted this for gilbert models let's get to the buttons wait oh, they got a button gilbert has the, the button sick too is the button sick is the button working is the button wait, sick wait. it's got what calvert's got i gotta click over here nope something's wrong Yep, see the button six. Mike got the button six. What is wrong? Oh, there it goes. Why is this clicking weird? I don't understand. All right, Gilbert, King of the Models from Gilbert. We have the mummy from the Monster Squad. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, this, I think, is a great first choice. It's a really good mummy. We showed it last time. Here's the finished, completed one with the base. And again, if you were a part of the... Uh, discord you got to have like some input into what mark was doing with the base so really cool egyptian base that comes with it uh, sculpted stuff. by uh i just said mark van tyne i just testing you okay go ahead <laughs> by the way i want me. everyone to know jason got a 100 on his test last last episode <laughs> and so. i'm gonna get a 100 again today so mark van tyne sculpted this mummy and again it's it's great piece uh coming soon from gilbert and in the interview, he talks a little bit today about the next one's coming and some of the other pieces in this line and some of the decision making that went into what came first and what's coming out next. So 
Okay. Check that out. Next from Jeff Yeager. Sculpted by and produced by Paul Gill is Horror of Frankenstein. David Prowse. Do you know who David Prowse is? Scott? Yes. Yes, I do. Prowse. David Prowse. Uh, he didn't voice Darth Vader, but he was Darth Vader. He was Darth Vader. Good. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Do you know he played Frankenstein's monster twice? Uh, wasn't he in the made for TV? One well, or maybe something too? Is it three times? I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. He was know. the Frankenstein from the uh, monster from hell. That weird looking one. Like the hunchback okay. looking one, I think too. So, uh, Jeff nails it again. I, I think that likeness is dead on and it's another great piece. Quarter scale coming soon. What if he sculpted this on an airplane or if he decided to Hospital try something bed. like a helicopter or something this time? <laughs> Roller yeah. coaster. Roller coaster. Yeah, Jeff, you want to impress me? If on you're a watching? boat? Yeah. On a cruise? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, speedboat or a... Uh, Bumper a, cars? Or a kayak. Yeah, why don't you try a kayak? Yeah, see if you can pedal and sculpt at the same time. Maybe put the sculpting tools on the paddle. Yeah. And as you paddle and see where you end up. Yeah. You know what so. I'd like to see Jeff do? And I think he can do it. My ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, is do Frankenstein's monster or or Bella Lugosi blindfold? You think he could? That'd be interesting. Oh, I thought you meant the. Well, who would want a kid of Bella Lugosi blindfolded? No. That's what I was <laughs> yeah, I was just... <laughs> well, is he going to be shot? Like he's on the. I think he could do Karloff blindfolded. Okay, yeah, I really I, do. Let's. That's a challenge. That's a challenge, Jeff. Jeff, take it up. Blindfolded. You got to do it. Just feel it out. Do a How about this? Blindfolded, but he can take the blindfold off every two minutes to see what is. No, that's too much. Once an hour. Once an hour. Once an hour. Boy, you're hardcore. (laughs) All right. No, great piece again. I I like this hammer line. I think this is going to do really well, too. Like there's some I think there's some cool directions you could go with some of this stuff. And all their Frankenstein's monsters look so different from each of those movies that yeah, I, I wonder what the continuity is in those. I, I've never watched them, so I don't know. I was just kind of reading up on it, and I think they're all most of them. They're different creatures, but the same doctor. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't. Weird. All right, from our buddy Well Winner Scott Tinkin. Well Winner, who by the way is working on, and I don't want to show him yet, uh, but he's he's working on. Uh... Let's just say I look like Saruman. <laughs> you look good. I, my likeness was a little off compared look, to the shirt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I talked to him. I, I said to him, I said, you know, it's good, but the likeness on the shirt was better. And he told me, relax, bro. It's not done. So, <laughs> sorry, well, sorry, peace. Okay. So, coming soon, we'll show you some three. Coming things. soon. I like this piece. Okay. Um, I don't know what inspired him to do this, but. Um, this Beetle Bailey and Sarge is just great. Okay. He's yelling his clothes off. <laughs> and he's yelling his clothes off and the dog up top. I, it's wow. I, I love it. I, I, so man, now we I know, mean, but in Brazil, Beetle Bailey was called Rakuda Zero. Zero. Yeah. So I like no, to see the a, translation, but there is a, um, this is a fun piece. Yeah. Very yeah. fun piece. And again, I like the movement. Okay, you know, the yep. clothes and, and you know, it, it's it's got good movement. The shirt, the flag, 
t-shirt flying back and you yeah. know you know what's happening there you know so and just like the pose on sarge where he's like it, it's yeah. really well done he handles his figures really well yep and even his toes how his toes are curled up <laughs> yep uh, yeah it's, it's great a good piece. piece very good piece well done well all right and his next one bonaparte do you know anything about this? Because I yes, this is another character in the uh, Groovy Ghoulies line. Okay, and um, so uh, I love it. Matter of fact, how many of these I'm will you be printing? Some, you think I have to get one of these um to print? This would be a fun little print, I think. Yeah, and for those of you um liking this Groovy Ghoulies line, I'm printing them. The mummy's about seven inches tall. I'm going to print some for Wonderfest. So I'll have some Groovy Ghoulies at Wonderfest. Hopefully I'll have the whole line of Groovy Ghoulies available at Wonderfest. And fret not, my friends, because Well will get his cut. And just a little warning, okay? Because last year there was a producer there that had taken Well's stuff and cast it in resin. And just a little warning, if it happens this year, you'll be shut down. So that's all I'm going to say. Unless you get permission from him. And if you get permission from him, I'll know about it. Because as far as I know right now, I'm the only guy that prints and sends him any money. There's a guy on eBay or an Etsy that does it that's just never sent him a dime. So, um, gotcha. Well, and let's anybody hope that, that wants to contact well and say, has Scott ever sent you money? Feel free to, please, because you'll find out Scott sent well plenty of money. So there you go. Good on you, sir. One last news item. Uh, for those of you waiting on the uh, new Tony Cipriano class, um, I did talk to him today, and I think he said he's about running about a week behind, so it's going to be a little late, but it is coming. So Did you uh, see that Werewolf by Night that he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that ever going to be a kit, or is it just? What do you think? Yeah, come on. No, No. that's really good. Well, I don't want to say no. You never know. It's Tony. You never know. I I give Tony crap all the time. (laughs) You know. (laughs) All right. Oh, we have Mark Van Tyne as our guest today, and we couldn't be happier. We had him on before uh, when we did our big Typhon cross the world stream Mm -hmm. that we did. Uh, but we want to bring him back by himself. Paul jumps in there at the end and uh, talks a little bit about what they're doing. But some stuff I didn't know. And I think it's a great interview. There's some really good tidbits in there. We had some audio issues throughout the thing. So kind of bear with us. I'll see what I can do in the editing side of things to make it better. Uh, I think it was internet more than microphone. Like I, there was just a weird connection going on. There's big ice storms <laughs> everywhere tonight. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that has something to do with something. So. um. Enjoy our interview with Mark Van Tyne, sculptor extraordinaire. All right, we are back. We have our wonderful guest, Mark Van Tyne, garage kit. I don't know, Godfather? What? Veteran. Yeah. Veteran. Veteran. That's the perfect name. Yeah. How, are, how are you, Mr. Van Tyne? How are There's you, Mark? Some of the people you call Godfathers, I've been probably, both of us have been in it longer. <laughs> That's now. probably true. How are you, sir? Doing good? Good, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. This is going to be, I think, a pretty cool, interesting uh, conversation. Um, you have a very huge portfolio when it comes to uh, what you've sculpted for the hobby. And we're going to kind of go through that, some of those things. But we want everyone to kind of get to know you a little bit as well. So 
Where'd you grow up? Some basic little facts about yourself. Ah, okay. Let's let, <laughs> so you want me to just jump in with this? Yeah, just, we'll jump uh, right in to the, the history. Stuff. The I history. Was poor. No, that that was that was uh, the jerk. Um, Steve Martin. But no, I I was born a lot of actually a lot of us, you know, the New York area. But I was actually born in Staten Island, which is the the forgotten the world of five boroughs of New York City, um, the southernmost point where everybody, everybody's family lived for like a hundred years. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. we were not like, we weren't like the rest of the city, you know, um, it used to be farm country, believe it or not, in New York City. And uh, let's see, I lived there until I was about 18 years old, always into art, um, came in, you know, in high school, Weirdly, they picked a major, an art major, won the art award. It's weird stuff like that. And I moved to Florida because my parents moved to Florida like like two weeks after I graduated from high school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to me, thinking previous to that, like it was it was sudden that I was going to go to art school in New York, and and suddenly, well, uh, we're moving, and I have no place to live <laughs> because I have no. You know, I just graduated from high school. I was just going to go to college. So I went with them, took a year off, and then uh, found an art school in Florida. Um, what what city in Florida city. did they go to? We went to Naples, okay, which is on the uh, the Gulf Coast. The southern it's the southernmost point on the Gulf Coast before you got to swing around to Miami and go down to the uh, east. I lived in Naples really for a solid year. I used to go back for the summer summer breaks from school. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, I went to school up in Sarasota, uh, Ringling School of Art, which is pretty, you know, pretty well known school. Um, it's considered one of the best. And when you were in school there, what were you like? Wh- like when you were, what was your plan? What were we going to graduate with? What were you planning on doing? You know what? I, I discovered an awful lot about that stuff when I went there. You know, I, I didn't know that much. I I, I was you know into comic. You know that kind of thing, but I had learned, started branching out in high school. I had, you know, we had a a, 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 cool, a class that was after school. We do the, the the shades in the art department, and then locked the door. We had live models, new models that came in from the city. I don't know. That was like the only place they could get. Yeah, we had to wait for them to show up, and then we had to have the, the notes on by our parents. No, we were going to be in front of naked people, and. I, <laughs> I had experience when I went into college, you know, art school, before a lot of the people that I, you know, was in class with. And so I wasn't like turning pink and red the first day of figure <laughs> drawing. I was like, okay, come on, stop moving. You know, and everyone yeah. else is like, ah, you know, the sun I girls oh my goodness. And uh, yeah, I didn't know, like I, I had no idea, but I did pick the commercial, the commercial which had an illustration major. Okay. And, uh, but leading into that, I learned a lot about design work. And, you know, the, the whole point of that was, I think they got everybody ready for the, the point that you're not going to make a living as an illustrator right away if you do. So here's some design knowledge. And, you know, when you go to, and then I eventually, after a couple of years, after graduation, I moved to uh, New York City. I, I, I spent four years in art school. Um, did a postgraduate, you know, I was like the teacher's assistant, stuff like that. Um, 
And I was actually waiting for somebody else. It was, I was waiting for her to graduate so we could move. And we eventually moved back to New York because that was the hub. That's the hub of advertising and publishing. Yeah. I eventually got a, got a job at a publisher, a small publisher, and uh, learned an awful lot about design. It was a magazine publisher and uh, transitioned with this company to digital you know, and uh, everything went digital design. From, I was I started out doing those old, you know, you heard the term paste up. Right. Yeah. On, on where everything ran through a waxing machine and, and cut out and put down. And we were lining up little letters, you know, 11 point letters and cutting out, you know, oh, they misspelled it, but they don't want to, you know, print out more for you to lay out. So you'd have to literally go in there, a, a column of text about two, not even two inches wide, and take out the letter O and then slide the letters back together. Scott, you know a little bit about that, right? Your your dad was... Well, my dad was a typesetter, but my brother also went to commercial art school. Yeah. And did a lot of the, the paste up and the... He used to do the, was it called letter set? Where you'd rub the letters on? Yeah. Certain yeah, things that, too. You know, and you'd buy like that, sheets of letters and, you know. A lot of advertisement used that because this way you didn't have to send out. Mm-hmm. Well, you did a, a, a mock-up using letter set. And short pack. It was a couple of different brands. Um, you know, this is bringing me down memory lane. Um, <laughs> I used to sell art supplies too. That's where I met met a lot of a lot of great people there. Like, remember, you know who Dick Brown is? No. He used yeah. to do Hang Out the Harbor. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he lived in Sarasota, and he used to come into the art supplies store I worked at um, when I was still living, and I became friendly with him and his son. Who, Passed away a few years ago. Oh man, um, he did, did hire. He had two sons. Look, weird stuff like that. But um, yeah, I learned an awful lot doing that. And then when I transitioned digitally, um, the old, the original, the original design program was set up to, to mimic a desktop. Um, like if you were working on a, a thing table with a T square, literally had all these things. You just have to learn how to. You know, yeah. that, it was almost similar. It was similar, except that you got to type on your own, which literally destroyed a lot of colors as far as typographers were concerned. Like, you know, dad, um, Scott, uh, we had our own typesetters in-house. And mm-hmm. we, you know, had this big machine that they, they would use. And eventually, they kind of went there a different they, they eventually, you know, they had a transition period. But um, yeah, I did a lot of magazine design, um, which was which I loved. Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was it was something that I realized I really loved doing. I was also doing some illustration on the side. You know, that's how you way into. But I never kind of got to that point where I was making my full living as an illustrator. I realized I didn't love it enough. Like the design work. Too. So I kind of did it all. So and uh, at some point during all of this, were you building models on your own, or were you okay? Th- like, did That's you even question. like? How did you get involved? I well, I I worked in Manhattan, and I was always walking around, and I used to love going walking downtown and going past, you know, around. Down Broadway and stuff like that, and that's where I passed Forbidden Planet. And then I discovered Village Comics, and 
I started getting into this stuff slowly. I started seeing them in the windows, you know, the glass windows. I'd go in and look at them, you know, the build-up. People were doing build-up. Yeah. Some of them were probably Paul's. Um, <laughs> seriously, I swear yeah. to God, they, they most likely were because that was how I met him. I was down in the village, going to Village Comics, walking across the street, was coming from work, and I was, you know, dressed as a designer. You know, this big long trench coat. He remembers what I used to wear. This big trench coat, and uh, I had nothing out underneath. A messenger bag, and I had a model <laughs> kit. I had my first sculpture in it that day. I don't know why. And he comes walking across the street, and I recognized him from a magazine. Oh, cool! And <laughs> it was weird. I I had seen him in Kit Builders, like one of the first three issues. Uh, maybe six. You know, like issue three, four. And I recognized. I was like, are you Paul Gill? And he was like, you know, am I being served papers? Who is this? He was this weirdo who just oh, is accosting me on the street. And I'm like, oh, wearing a trench coat. I recognize you from the from the model magazine. And I pulled out this little thing. It was the first thing I sculpted. And I had been, you know, modeling for a couple of years. I had noticed them in the windows. I places just like this. And I bought my first kit that I actually built and painted was the, the Horizon Venom kit. And it's I, great. That's know, one of the I, best. It's one of the best. It, it, it was <laughs> that, and uh, kind of think I had the Hulk. I, Hulk. That's a good Hulk too. Do you remember what what the sculpture was? That first sculpture that you showed him that you had with you? Oh yeah, I even have a. I didn't send a picture to you. So you can still send I, me one. What, what first was thing it? I ever did? And I did do some sculpting in home, but we're talking. It was all about learning anatomy. It wasn't about technique. It was, you know, the, the teachers up there with the live model with calibers measuring, you know, the comparison to the, you know, the wizard that you you know, we're doing portrait, right. we're right. doing physical stuff, you know, to learn literally put muscles on. Like, she was teaching us how this, the pecs wrapped into this, and, yeah, all that stuff. We built, we sculpted the skeleton first, we put the muscles on. But yeah, that was it. That was my experience. And after doing a few modeling, I did. I wanted to play around with it. I had reference material because my job in publishing required me sometimes to have a lot of pictures of things. And what I had, I don't know why, I think it was around the time Clint Eastwood did that movie where he was like the, the bodyguard, but the pre- he was a, he was like the secret ser- in the Secret Service. And he- oh, in the Line of Fire with Malcolm. Yeah, and I had a, we had a lot of reference for that at work. And once we didn't use it for whatever we were using it for, I was free to just use whatever I wanted. You know, I had my files. And that was what I had. I was like, I'll do a Clint Eastwood. <laughs> it kind of looks like him. You know, it, it was basically just a bust from, you know, it, without arms or anything. Um, it, it had a little plinth under the base. And I was playing around with Super Scope. And the pink stuff. And it was, it's it's a little rough, but the profile, you could, you could see clearly. The front, you know, I'm, I'm still figuring out the, the subtle details of anatomy. And, and the facial anatomy is so difficult to figure out. You know, painting and drawing is one thing. You've got a model usually. For me, I have a model. But when it came to 3D, I realized I knew nothing <laughs> except the basic placement. And I, I was a good draftsman, really good draftsman. But <clears throat> translating was two different things. But yeah, it was the Clint Eastwood bust. And uh, I showed it to Paul. And he was with uh, John, John Diaz at the time. 
They were coming out of village. And uh, were they holding hands? Paul produced it. It, it was like, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> I gave it to him. I was like, here you go. <laughs> do, what, do what you need to do with it. And uh, so I've still got a casting laying around. I don't know if I can find that. But... Do, would, is that something you would ever go back and revisit? Like, I'm going to redo that now, knowing what I know now, and do it per, like, I, do it. It's it's tempting, but you know what? I, I move on. I move yeah. on, you know. Like I sure I've done Clint Eastwood three times. The second time I sculpted after that after that initial thing, it was a uh, little figure from uh, is it Josie? What, 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 no, The Unforgiven. It was The Unforgiven, and uh, that was much better. It was a smaller scale, but it was so much better. And um, you know, and I used different things besides real reference. You know, you know photos. I used like I remember. In 3D, figuring out the folds of pants in in real 3D. I, you know what I had out the the Billiken dragon. I just was looking at how the pants wrapped around the leg, and that's that was my one of my references. My first full figure, and yeah, Clint Eastwood was my first full figure too. Um, but you know, the shot when he comes in to kill little Bill. <laughs> yep, gonna kill him. Um, that. And uh, and after that, I did a few things, and it was you know I was still learning. I was learning. I remember the first piece I did. I also remember taking it out of the oven while it was still warm, and not knowing how to cut it. That if you heated it back up, cut it with an exacto real clean. I just broke, <laughs> thinking that those cracks will just they'll just the cracks will cause it to rock in. They'll almost be like a what you know like. Traps, you know, like they call the craft would just kind of line back up when I push it back on. And look, it fit, you know. And I didn't know how to cut a piece apart. It was a key, nothing. There was really nothing going on. I remember. I, I could, I, I, I could. Yeah, no, you're fine. What's your biggest mishap in sculpting something? We'll just get like we'll skip around a bit, but just just question that came into my mind. You've sculpted a lot of stuff. What's your biggest? Oh crap! I just screwed the like. Have you ever dropped something when you've been done? Have you like? Oh, oh, oh! This is not a sculpting thing. <laughs> okay. This was well. It was. It was the prototype. I, it was um, another piece I did later, which was another Clint Eastwood. It was the. Wow! Um, oh, look at this. Yellow Josie Wells one, the big one fifth scale. Where, okay. Where he's got the two guns, and I had Friday. Killer. Killer had already was opening the doors in a couple hours. I was still in Pennsylvania. And I was painting this to put on the table. And maybe, I think I even put it in the concrete. And I put the arms on it. Because they, they were cut like at the sleeve. And I put the guns on. And I, it's all done. I'm like, the last little mist was on it. The highlights were glazed. I glossed the eyes. And I'm like, all right. Now I just got to put it in this box and leave. Like literally, I was dressed to leave. I had gotten home from work half, half a day. Went like this. Picked it up. And the thing just boom, boom, collapsed like a house card. <laughs> because I glued, I had to paint. I painted the parts separately and, and I glued them together and it just literally fell apart. <laughs> I had, like, no! Oh, you know that silent scream, you know, with the camera going. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I had to pick that thing up, look at it real carefully, calm down, just glue it back together and touch up the, the paint. Luckily, was still wet palette because I'm, I'm weirdly mixed my paint so that if I have to touch anything up before that, it's 
finished. I still got the paint there. <laughs> a Sasquatch! <laughs> Holy crap! Did you see it? There was a Bigfoot. Scott, yeah, you that saw that. A... I saw that. You saw? Okay. We yeah. have a witness. Oh, yeah, Scott's I saw a believer it. now. Real. <laughs> Must be real. I'm immune to that. Yeah, um, no, I think yeah that was one of the biggest mishaps. I mean, that freaked me out. I was like, going to the show, I was going to get in the car to drive an hour and a half, two hours to get there, and the thing just collapsed. Like, every piece just came off, everything. <laughs> so I tried to catch it, and i grip it here, and then that would come off. And then and the arm came off, and then the head fell off. I was like, oh, my. I was lucky that I didn't break my nose off. Yeah. Oh, man. Why sculpting is always about things cracking in the oven. Over baking them, had had stuff that suddenly gets almost black, and you, you don't realize that you left it in stuff like that. That stuff happens. When it comes down to like what you like to sculpt, like regardless of what people are paying you to sculpt, what do you like to do? Like, what is your thing? Like, if you're gonna just like, I'm gonna make something for me. I want this character. I'm really into this sort of thing. Like, if you didn't have to worry about doing anything for anyone else, what would you like to do? Like, what's your, what's your wheelhouse? What's the kind of stuff that you like to do? Well, if there's one character that I would, could probably sculpt over and over again, or at least until I feel like I got one that I, you know, King Kong's my favorite thing. Well, just about. It's a 30s way. It just is. It, I've sculpted him a few times, you know. Um, but for me now, it, it's it's all about portraits. Once I finally started getting better at stuff, and I did my first early busts, and realized that I, I all that stuff eventually sunk in. It just it was it just happened one day. On the one sculpt, it just suddenly happened. And at that point, that's what I like to do because that's what I like to do when, as an illustrator, uh, you know, or as, as an artist. I like to do portraits. And once you get past just naked people. <laughs> I love figure. I yeah. love drawing the figure. Um, you know, just as pure charcoal sketches, that's one of my favorite things in the world to do is to, to sculpt, to draw the figure. And as far as sculpting, I like anatomy. I, I just love anatomy. Uh, it can get tedious, though, you know, to get it right. See, I miss that. It's one of the classes that I didn't end up taking in college, and I really want to go back and just take on my own is life drawing. Cause it just didn't fit into what I was doing. And I want to go back and do some of that. And it's great to hear that. I, and I think, I think I missed which, which was what drinking and partying or what? part of it. <laughs> I, I, part of it. Just before COVID, I was going for a couple of years to this local um, thing. That was, it was at one of the local colleges, but it was like sponsored from the outside. This woman got a, a grant. And so it was like free and a lot of, you know, professional, you know, locals, you know, a lot of character, you know, some, some caricature artists that, uh, you know, professionals, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and other painters, all different people were there. And uh, this was up until just a couple of years ago. And I would go every week and just kind of draw the models. That's what I like to yeah. do. You know, I, people would go, why don't you finish the face? Because I'm here. It's called trigger drawing, not face drawing. Right. If that's the case, I'm going to be like, Three feet away because right now I have the aging eyes. I I got like the ones to see the page and then the one to see the model twelve feet away. That's exactly. I got two glasses on. I explained to people. I said, "You're lucky I only have two of them on." You know, fingers. <laughs> that that's like one of my favorite things in the world to do. 
and I think because uh, it bit me when I was in high school with that that mm-hmm. class that I was asked by. You, know, you think the, it's just the, you the like teachers. looking at? You think maybe just like looking at naked people, or is it the actual? It, it's weird. No, it's it's a yeah it, yeah I know I know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 a different. It's it, yeah no, I get it. I, yeah you you gotta know it it's different. It it, it, it becomes about. Plus, a lot of those models um, that come in are not the, the uh, human. they're not the uh, best in terms of, some, some they're fun can. to draw. Some can be, but some of those people that come in, because I've seen them walk in in their, in their robes, and I'm like, oh boy, good luck with you guys over there. Some Jesus of the best. Christ. It's like a Johansson walking in. Like, I'd be female looking at models. Donna. Female I, models are often easier, because they're curvier. And male models are just a little more squared off. And sometimes if they're too muscular, that's hard to do because that's not natural. And you're drawing, basically, I feel like I'm drawing superheroes. So when there was this one model that used to come in every couple, you know, every month or two, and he was a thin guy, he used to ride his bike. And uh, he was, you know, he was thin built. But when you draw that, it suddenly makes the guy look like he's a lot more, you know, sturdy and it's not like i'm filling it in it's just when you're drawing that with the lighting it's much easier than a guy who's got big pecs because they tend to get rounder this guy had to, you know the, the pecs were squared off even though he was thin and yeah. the same you know yeah. everything the, the, you know the yeah everything everything about him even though he was thin when i drew him some of the best drawings ever and it, it the yeah the 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 one there's certain things i don't draw because I just, I, I just, yeah. I know I'm what not, that is. <laughs> I'm not approved by any means, but yeah, it's. it's You're so the, well, Scott was it's probably the opposite. Probably drew dicks on everything in school. I did. Matter of fact, I did that at work it. for a while in the newspaper. <laughs> the I would just suggest them. <laughs> I, hey, let me, I knew let me, Scott hey. was a dick drawer. I knew oh, you yeah. were one of those people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My friend Bart, that's all he does is draw dicks on everything. <laughs> it's from that. Did you ever see Superbad? Like, that's a whole premise in that movie, yeah. is how he just draws dicks on everything. Mick, oh. Mick, uh, what's his face? <laughs> yeah. Mick Lovin. Mick Lovin. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I was a dick guy. I'm not going to lie. You were, my oh, son hey, used to love that. <laughs> so, Clip. I was a dick guy. Clip it. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's go back to the hobby for a, for a sec here. Sure. So you met Paul and John, and I know early on, because you did that first Bayou Beast for John. Uh, Which one? The Bayou Beast, the man thing. Because um, I remember buying that at like Wonderfest 96, I think, from him. And um, so, you know, I know you partnered with him for a while, but I will, uh, I'll fast forward just a hair here too. when I saw the Pretorius. When you did the Pretorius, yeah. was the first in that group, and I remember looking at that, going, "Holy crap, is that nice?" Uh, that was a a a what's the, what's the word for that 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 moment? That yeah. one I did on my own. That wasn't a commission. Um, uh, I had worked, you know, you know, the the man thing that I did for John was uh, one of the last things I did for a number of years because my son was, and I was working a full time job and I had an infant, mm-hmm. so. I stopped sculpting for four or five years. I, I just stopped. And I got back in. I think it was around when I got, well, then I was single again. And um, I just started sculpting again. Um, and 
it was with John. You know, I, I did some things with John, and we sort of, you know, a lot of the stuff I did with John was were part. We're, we were partners, and it wasn't. Uh, I wasn't commissioned. These mm-hmm. were things that a lot of it was my, a lot of it was my my decision, my choice. But then, you know, then we came in together and agreed. You know that kind of thing. But the Pretorius was something I did on my own. There were no back in. It was around two thousand or so. There were no. There wasn't much as far as uh, the universals. People just kind of stopped making them. Nobody mm-hmm. was doing them. It, very rarely did you see that stuff again. And uh, I just decided that I saw this great still of him, and I decided I'm going to try again. I'm going to see if if I, if all that anatomy, facial anatomy stuff over the years has sunk in a little bit. It all coalesced in my head. It is a, my my Doctor Xavier moment. And, and I had never seen anyone really do a Pretorius at that point. If I, yeah, I you think know. there was there was something maybe maybe around. maybe Tony had done one. He uh, might have, yeah, like I said, but that was very very little. There was very little yeah. universal stuff, and I just found this thing and I decided to try it um, and do something a little more than, of course, right. the uh, geometric was still doing bust then, but they were still like you know literally cut right here and that's yeah. all they were, mm-hmm. uh, on a on a circle, you know, little thing. Were, a lot of them were nice, but they they were a little bit. Simple, and I wanted to do something with a little bit. So, more. so the intent was not originally to do a whole um, series. You nope. just sculpted that first, you just like that. And uh, once I got, it, once I got to a certain point, he wasn't even completely finished. I remember being myself super excited. Suddenly, mm-hmm. the light bulb turned on about doing this stuff, and that was at that point. That's when bus became a big part of my focus. Because uh, I still think that that's with the characters in, in the face, not not in not in a, a tuxedo suit, a dress shoe. It's not how much. What is that? You know that that doesn't say much. Um, but everything up here, that says a lot. You know that's yeah. you know especially when you're talking about things like the classic stuff, because a lot of that stuff, they, their, their technique, you know, their acting techniques came from the stage, and it was all about. Exaggerated hand movements that you know, and and the faces often you know, like the, the eyebrows up, you know that kind of stuff. Um, well, and like Pretorius, do you need him much farther? I mean, do you need it? Oh, other than there's the a boss? lot of characters. I, I say the same thing about them. Like you know, Frankenstein's different. He's got great boots. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see the he's got great boots. <laughs> he does. He's got great boots. He does have great boots. Those are cool boots. He just has dress shoes. Yeah. Um, um, I even even the Phantom of the Opera. It's a tuxedo. Um, I I remember I, I, at some point we were going to do one, and uh, I remember. Wait, is there a monster that's not dressed up? Like they're all wearing <laughs> the Wolfman's got dress pants and a dress shirt. Dracula's in a tuxedo. Yeah. Phantom of the Wolf- Opera's in a tuxedo. Monsters yeah. in a sport coat. You know what the Wolfman works with? Because at one point the shoes were off. He's got- and. Uh, you got to see some feet. He's got those wool dress pants and that satin shirt. Creature. I don't think it was satin. Yeah, it wasn't satin. What no, was the last time you watched the no, movie? No, if you look at the, though, it's like a satin. I painted one and I went and looked. If you look at it, there's a uh, shine maybe, to that maybe shirt. That in the begin- yeah, you're right. It might be the early ones could have been silk. Like silk, probably. Yeah, yes. satin, it was probably silk. silk. Um, I, I'm a, a little bit of a I meant more of a satin like satin sheen to it but yes it yeah, was probably it a silk been, shirt it might have been silk because that's 
shirt. I don't know. Cotton shirt was considered a dress shirt. Yes. So he was dressed up. Is there any that aren't dressed well, up? Pants right now. The mummy, he's, he's wrapped up. The mummy is another weird thing. Um, I remember I, I've sculpted the mummy before and realizing that a lot of the, uh, the wrappings around him, um, I think were, were not, they were not like cloth. A lot of them were silk, I think, or, or satin. You know, they, mm. they, were, they were a little, little smoother and nicer than you'd think. Um, gotcha. I remember going over, oh, you know what that was? It wasn't him. It was the Bride of Frankenstein. You know how she's wrapped, even, even, yes. even, even though she's got the gown on her arms are wrapped. It's shiny. It's like a shiny yeah, material. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, the mummy has, is rotten and that stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's all rotten. But uh, yeah, she was the one that was surprising when I started doing the research. But yeah, um, I think that again, Pretorius was the first time I knew who you were too. When I, when it was on. Because you guys were, if I remember correctly, when you walked into Wonderfest, John was down to the right, correct? Like that first row? right on the first row. Halfway, first row? Not yeah. quite yeah. halfway down. Yeah, on the on Pretorius. The yeah. Yep. That's where I remember first seeing it and being like, holy crap, that's awesome. And it that's like you said, that's, it was just geometric and that really for busts. There weren't many well, other ones. So many, no, not that many people were doing it because the hobby was mostly geared towards the figures. And I don't think a lot of the sculptors were um, used to doing real portraits. We weren't focused on that. Right. Did, did you do um, those so before, people before or after? They do a nice portrait. It, it was a different thing. Did you do these before or after the Spider-Man and the um He was right Scorpion. after. I was still working on that stuff. Okay. I was, I was still adding characters. It, it, was a, it was an odd transition for me. We did mm-hmm. You know, the superheroes were my big thing. But okay. then when I figured out the whole portrait thing, and I had, you know, there, there's, there's a technique that allows you to become a better portrait artist. And a lot of sculptors that have a little bit of training understand this. Uh, you know, Tom and Joy, I don't know if you remember. Uh, mm-hmm. Joy <coughs> Snyder's a, a, a fantastic at like this. Um, and we both, you know, I went to school with them. I didn't know that they were you know, senior students and I, but I knew who they were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we both have that kind of take that kind of background and, and there's techniques for a lot getting, getting, and, and one of my techniques was, which was a, an improvement because of the digital quality, it was Photoshop and bringing in, take a picture of, in progress, line it up with the, the photograph and see if you're off. It's not, you can't trace. You can just look and see, like if you did a profile, you can see the nose is too long. You go, okay, I got to take a little bit off the nose. But once you start. That's what everybody does in ZBrush too. Like that's exactly how they do it in ZBrush. In ZBrush, they put their reference behind it, I guess you can. They can send their thanks to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Doing this way back. We're talking, you know, 25 years or more. And uh, that was something that was, you know, that I, I realized it's going to work. You, know, you zoom in the, 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 the opaqueness of one and the other, and you go, and you can see one, and you can see the other, and you kind of find a nice medium balance. You just keep, you keep seeing where it was on. So and you did the, the Spider-Man, the Scorpion, the Craven. I think those three, right? Did you Spider-Man do the Daredevil, Spider-Man too? First three. Okay. Then did you do the Daredevil? The Daredevil was a, a joint effort between me and, believe it or not, Sam Greenwood. Okay. Sam Greenwell started. He was originally going to do it. And he just got too booked. Didn't have time, so he sent a partially 
partially, you know, started piece. What do you partially finished? Maybe the head and the shoulder and part of the guest was done. And I took it. It was my first time playing with Castaway. He just told me what to do. You know, and I finished it. I learned cast how to work with Castellane, basically a wax, you know, by on this piece. And I finished the uh the Daredevil. Um so it was a combination piece. And that joined the wall after I started working on it because at that point, oh it's mine, it's going on my my uh basic project, my wall. Your wall. Um and then after him. The only other piece that I really wanted on there, I, I'm trying to think if there's any. What was it? Did you do the bullseye or no, or was that the bullseye else? wasn't? It wasn't intended to be on the on the wall. It, it happened, and I gave my blessing on that one. Um, okay, but he he, he it, you know he doesn't quite fit. He doesn't look quite like the rest of them. No, He's he not. doesn't. I and I never got the bullseye. <clears throat> I got the daredevil, and I never got any of the other ones. Now. What was the story? Didn't Bowen end up with the Craven, or did you do a new Craven? That was a new Craven. Okay. Um, some some of that stuff. It's it, he was interesting to work with, Randy. Um, great guy. Love the guy. Um, sometimes another artist is a, is a hard art director to work with because they they have certain things, especially somebody like Randy, that they they like certain type of say. Randy was anatomy, being a sculptor. And I remember, I, have, I remember having a little, just you know, head bumping with him about anatomy, mm-hmm. and um, you know that were all worked out. It all worked out, but uh, yeah, he, it was really interesting working with Randy. Like I said, um, he had he gave people a lot of leeway, and the first thing I did with him was really the, uh, the man, which is another one of my, I guess, my pivotal pieces in my career um and because that one is still a lot of guys consider that the you know the 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 iconic man thing and he was a little bit bigger than the rest of the pieces but he couldn't get bigger than a certain size people are always confused about the like randy bowen scale and then i've I've gone Mm -hmm. online with some of these groups i accidentally find them i'm nice i'm no randy's scale is this it goes i think you're wrong and i'm like I did pieces, and I. This is what Randy told me. And this is the scale <laughs> I worked in. This is the scale everybody else worked in. I don't think you're right there. What you is know, the scale? What is what is the scale for that? Hmm? What did he tell you? What's the scale? The scale is one seven. It, it was not one six because he wasn't supposed to go that big. It was supposed to be under twelve inches. You look at them; they're generally a little over ten, ten and ten and a half inches tall. You mentioned the figure. Now they could be on a base. Mm-hmm. A lot of his pieces, um, but yeah, they were one seventh. They were not one eighth because that was Aurora's. Like that's not small. Um, that made them about I think eight and a half, nine inches maybe. If mm-hmm. they were one eighth, so yeah, I, I'm I'm really good at scale. I, 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 I there's a another one. Math was my other thing besides art. Mm-hmm. I don't figure well, that out. I, I'll uh, go along <laughs> and say that man thing is. It's not only that there's a likeness, but the um, the posture, the pose, the kind of leaning forward, the one knee going in. I'm looking at the picture right now. Jason yeah. has it. You know, it it was based on and, one uh, of the ones that's part of the Marvel 
encyclopedia online or something like that. But oh, okay, yeah. There, yeah. there was a somebody did a piece of art, but of course, taking something that's just one image and turning it into a three D piece that's mm -hmm. still it's not quite copying. It, it was based on a piece that was. Uh, Randy sent me the, the reference and said, "Yeah, I like this post," and that's what I went with. Um, but you know, you have to make adjustments because sometimes two D doesn't translate to three D. And then you got to figure out what it's like side and back. And that was when I learned what the man thing really looked like. Really, you know, how the face worked and how those tendrils go around. What was underneath them? And it really made sense. And so when you sculpt it that way and, and, and put the tendrils on, it looks right. And I was like, ah, well, that really worked. Plug, I guess, was it Plug who did? No, Bell Myrick actually designed it, right? He was the first one. Yeah, and I know uh, Plug did it. And I think Frank Brunner. Did it for a while, yeah. or Bruner? I think it's Bruner, actually. I it, don't want to screw that there, up. There's a there's a weird a weird circle there mm -hmm. too, by the way, because I've seen. I think it was not sure who's. I think it was Bruner. Um, he did a piece after I did that man thing, and it's basically drawn from the the sculpture because it's I can see the photograph. I know the photograph I took it from you know the the product shot, and I I'm I am flattered 100 percent by that, but I'm it's a chance they would never get it. Um, but I know I know my I, I I can look at that face that you know the tendrils and stuff and I know all those little marks. You know I look at it and go hey that's my man thing. You know I I know these I know and an artist knows their work even if it's translated from something else. You know you know where it came. And that I, I like I said I find that stuff really cool. Mm -hmm. Like I said, flattering, especially when it's one of my heroes, runner. And hold on, I gotta let my dog out of here. Hold on, time out. Time out. it's dog. It's dog. 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 Wait, what do you have him locked in the closet? <laughs> yeah, long story. <laughs> Buddy's uh, coming out. Uh oh, I hear, I hear a Bigfoot again. I think he's. I think he's hungry. Oh, that might. I don't know if that's the. the you missed um, it, Scott. I heard. I heard food. a squatch. I heard a squash. Oh, I feel like there's a squash. Okay. It, it, it sounds like the one I remember from all the documentaries I've seen. Yeah. We're back. So how many okay. pieces did you do for Bowen? I mean, was it just Not, kind of a freelancing? He'd call you and say you want to yeah. do that? Or? Um he called me out of the blue. I remember coming home from work and my answering machine. And he go, and I had beep and I go, Hey Mark, this is Randy Bowen. And I was like, I had met him before. I talked to him, mm -hmm. but to have that call, that was real exciting to me. And it was that was for the man thing. I only did three pieces, you know. Um, everybody gets booked. There's too many things going on, and he's got he had so many other people because his time frame kept getting shorter. So he had to have more sculptors coming in to get the char enough characters done. As you know, time frame went from like say mm -hmm. three years was his license to two years for one one of the phases. Yeah, and that might have been the last phase. Um, but I did the Mysterio for him that, and yeah. that other Craven. Okay, um, I don't have that, but I do have the Mysterio. Did the you Mysterio, do any bust? I think, is another piece that I'm really proud of. Did you do the butt? No, you did the uh, the, the full figure, the one where he's rearing. No, you back. did the the I'm thinking the Sasquatch bust, um, from Alpha Flight, but you did that was a Jesse piece you did. Yep. That was a okay, yeah, yeah, another one I really liked. That was better than the Bowen one, honestly, because it 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 captured the burn look. 
That oh, was. that's Jason, where we were going, going What is he talking about? Yeah, sorry. He he wrote me on that. I know who that is, though. Uh, on getting that likeness to the to the burn piece, and it was some that I thought was right on. And he's like, "That's not it. That's not it." And I was like, "Oh, you know." And I just had to keep going back. And it was like little subtle adjustments, like maybe my the height between the eyes and the chin compared to the width. Mine was maybe a little longer. And I thought I had it down, but I, and then I had to keep looking at it and go, okay, do this until I finally got it. And Jesse was like, I like it. Okay, that's it. <laughs> but uh, that was a challenging one. That was a challenging one, but I love the way it turned out. Uh, and yeah, I've heard, I've heard that from people too. The, the Bowen stuff, as far as the bust, they had a certain look, and you know, there came a point where he couldn't deviate that much from it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it was that shoulder, you know, the, just the shoulder kind of thing with, with the, the kind of angled down towards those simple simple mm-hmm. plinth bases that they used. Um I, I get it. I, I think that one was done well, I don't even want to say. It, it was it was a nice piece. I think I looked at it at the time, but you know, there was a reason of course Jesse had me do his. Well I often said that um what I liked about Bowen stuff and I've I've touched on it before so I'll just say it quick. It looked like it does in the comics. Okay. It it looks like his pieces looked like they walked off the pages of the comics where now you're stuck with all this ultra realistic and you know, a lot of it's computer sculpted um, with the textures and like what the character would look like if he was real, you know, kind of thing. And that's why I always liked the Bowen stuff is it was just kind of like out of the comics. And I still do. I, I still like the Bowen stuff. The Mysterio thing is one that I didn't pre-order. And when I got to the comic store, they had it in their case. And I'm looking at it, you know, and I'm walking around and I'm looking at it. I'm going, this is really nice. And I said, all right. And I just, I bought it on the spot because it was like, no, this is nice. You know, this is, I got to have this. Yeah, I, I worked my hell off to get that thing it, the way Randy wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the dome, you know, his, his helmet was literally a, a plexiglass bomb. That we had that we searched for. Um, the first one he sent me was too small, and I had to search for the right kind. I think I found it at a local place, something that did plexi. And I remember the, the, the idea was to go in, get it to fit on the shoulder, right? You know, make sure that little cave fit around it. Mm-hmm. On bottom. And if you wet sand plexi, you can get the shine back. I found that out. But then to go in underneath it from inside, I dremel that an amorphous shape, which, you know, because uh, that was the only way we could figure out how to do it. Otherwise, he'd be, he'd be casting a, a piece inside a piece of plastic. This way was much easier. And you, they could put it like a mist airbrush in, in, inside it. And then you'd see the clear through and you see this thing inside, but it wasn't solid. And I sat there with like the dremel bit doing this. And, you know, when, when acrylic gets really hot, it, it turns into molten molten <laughs> plastic it burns yep. when it comes flying off the Dremel yep. <laughs> it smells and yeah, it's, I've like, been burned ow, by ow, that ow, stuff ow. before <laughs> but damn that, I, I was real happy with the way that worked the same with the cape the cape was uh, the cape took longer than the figure I think because um, that, was, that, that was another that was a sculpting disaster going back to that question you were talking about before it literally i did it the way randy asked me to do it rolled out some clay bent it a little bit put it on his shoulders 
and then baked it, right? And as it was baking, the damn thing started tearing it right across the middle and just falling in the oven. And I'm like, oh no. I just let it happen. Nothing I could do. I was going to do it over again. The thing is, there was no, there was no underlying structure. It was just gumpy. And it just mm-hmm. wasn't strong enough. It was Randy's idea. <laughs> I swear to God. And uh, <laughs> I, I always figured guys sculpted with mesh or something. All kinds of material to try to patch it and glue it. And it kept breaking mm-hmm. as I was sanding it. And eventually I got it to the point. It took two weeks get this thing smooth enough and then after that the inside of the cape i don't know if you noticed it has a pattern yes it had to be sculpted on so after that was all finished and beautiful and all smooth and then i had to literally put the vaseline on it and roll out a piece of sculpture real thin and lay it across the inside sculpt the pattern and bake it again (laughs) and by that point i learned i laid it down i think on a piece of cotton Cotton banding, I really hate. And I was like, I ain't letting this happen again. And that thing is a one, is a one piece thin sculpture, um, and it held. I guess it held up well enough for them. But yeah, I was worried it was going to break the pieces when I sent them. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet the original is long gone. I'm good at mailing. I, I'm, I'm good at mailing <laughs> things and packing things. And it's rare when something I, I I've done breaks in the mailing. It didn't. That happened, but it got to him. It got to him fine. And if it did break, they didn't tell me. The only thing that they did was um, Mysterio has that kind of quilted pattern on him. On his mm-hmm. costume. I didn't do that. I sculpted the anatomy with you know, a few wrinkles and stuff, you know, to suggest that it was an outfit. And then the the great Rick Force, who was Randy's Randy Bowen's right hand guy, you know, after they I think after they got the, the main casting, you know, they did a master casting of the body because it was one piece. I didn't think they literally, he got it, he went in and he resonated, he put that stuff in. Rick Force, all that, all of that, those lines that were in size. Yeah. Because I didn't even, couldn't even do it literally on the Scopey because Scopey doesn't, you know, once it's big, it doesn't react well messing with too much. You can get chips and stuff like that. And it was easy to do. The resin, resin doesn't do that. You sand it. You can do that with Sculpey, but it's a little more difficult to work with. So Randy said, don't worry, we'll do that. You know, I, I, that was one of the ones where, again, with Randy, you know, we went back and forth about certain anatomy things and I had to change things and then I had to convince him, trust me on other things. And, uh, yeah, it, but it worked out. It worked out fine. You know, but- so you were doing stuff for him at the same time you were still with Jayco or working with yep. John. For a while. I think by that point we stopped. We had we had started winding down with the, the superhero kits. Yeah, um, we had we had gotten into busts and more horror stuff again. The superhero mm-hmm. stuff by that point, it, it it just everybody started doing it again in the garage kit. Nobody was doing it. We first started except for. Um, uh, a, a coma. Remember the coma kits? They mostly yeah, stuff to be safe. A few things. Uh, Nagel did a few. He did a Frank. Uh, did, oh, did, I, I don't know if this will stir the pot at all. Did Rand, Did Bowen ever come after Garage Kit guys? Like, hey, stop we, doing, stop doing we, this because we're doing not it. openly. But yeah. there was a there was that issue back in the mid 
2000s where a lot of guys who were doing them got C and D's. Yeah. And that also contributed to, Hey, let's move on to something else. Yeah. You know? Um, right. And that was unfortunate because I think that was the golden era at that point in garage kits for, for superhero kits, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I know Randy ended up with a few of uh, hmm? John's sculpts back in the day. Um, yeah. He never mentioned it to me personally. Yeah. Right. Okay. But whatever the reasons were, but, and I remember, I don't know what the last thing you did for John Jaco was, but I remember your King Kong was kind of towards the end, wasn't it? Um, um, yeah, and, and at that point, it wasn't, there was no talk about it being any ending. You know, everybody moves on. Well, yeah, that's, and when I say like, ending, that's yeah. what I mean. When the you King just, Kong was one of the, the last things I did, I think. I'm not sure if I did anything after that, because there was a point where I, I again, took a little time off again. Well, that's where I was leading to. I was like, so you, you, you know, you, you, you kind of separated. Just a couple of years. Uh, well, no, I, I shouldn't say you separated because I remember you did those pieces for Saul, the uh, Phantom and the Cheney. Um, that was another magic moment. And that Cheney Phantom to me is still the best Phantom out there. Well, remember, you, I got you. that from Saul at uh, the Kit Builder show down in St. Louis because remember I was sat up next to you guys. And um, it's another light bulb moment where yeah, that, that that thing is beautiful. It, it's to me, that's the perfect phantom. It's still it's to me that sometimes you just got to put in the time and the effort. You mm-hmm. can't like say, well, well, it's got to be done, you know, right. With Saul, it was that was about getting the thing right as opposed to you got to get it done as fast as possible. He, right, his right. thing was always take your time. Yeah. And then I remember it was kind of right after that, that you kind of let's just say went away, you know, life. Life takes us wherever life takes us, and then uh, how do you uh, how do you get hooked up with that Gill guy again? How, how did that happen? I mean, was it you know? As you know, I I I'd known Paul for many years before that, and did a few right. pieces, and he had he had you know left the hobby for a while, concentrated on his his career, and uh, you know you know whatever you know everybody has their things in life, and uh, mm-hmm. and then he he. Came interested in it again. We got connected. Knew that I was, uh, I was kind of transitional in my life at that point. It was around the time when the economy crashed again. Was it 2008, 2009, 2010? It was horrible, and uh, people were having to do things they didn't want to do. I was one of them, and uh, but I fell back on things I used to do, you know. Um, And eventually, Paul had an opening for a roommate. You know, he had a house. And he, his roommate had, had left, and he, he needed he, he could use somebody else. And I was like, he felt I was the perfect guy. I could maybe we could get back into this stuff because he was getting back into it already. He'd been doing some some things, and uh, after a rough start, mostly on my part because I was like kind of like, you know what I mean? When when stuff hits you, 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 you kind of get a little yeah. And but you know, help he helped he helped get me back into the hobby um, and get a better attitude about it um again you know and uh yeah and i slowly started doing more quality pieces again you know i think it started off with the caesar we did that caesar bust okay i was just gonna ask what the first one was in the research i think it was the caesar from the new you know uh what's his face from you know yeah Yeah. same act yeah um and now 
again, turned out really, really good. And uh, hell, we even had that uh, uh, painter in Japan. I think he was one of those guys that worked for some of those companies. And he furred it. He won Lee. And um, uh, that showed me that how much it really was. The sculpture was right on. Mm-hmm. Because he literally took a fur and furred it. And the damn thing was so good. And uh, it was another, you know, another monumental piece. Then Paul and I did the, the military version with the parade. I don't know if you ever saw yeah, that one. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked good like that, you know. Um, and then after that, we just started doing different things and, and, and finding our way. It is a really, I think what you guys have done, there is a ton of variety in there. It's not like we're just sticking to this one thing. And that's what I really do like about what, what you guys have created. Even this, the gargoyle from the movie gargoyle, like the likeness on that is spot on to that actor under all that makeup. Oh, I can't hear. <laughs> Hold on. You gotta get, you gotta get by the mic. Can't hear you. You show me a better gargoyle and I'll give you $10. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Make it worth I stare at that thing because um, it, it, it captures everything about that movie that terrified me in 1972 when I saw it on CBS, the nine o'clock movie. So I recently just saw it for the first time. It was like looking at Satan. Yeah, I was like, "That's Satan. There he is. There he is." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. No, but yeah, the likeness is nailed on that. I love that kid. Um, he goes well with uh, his woman, the, yes. the female, the yep. queen. The I call queen, her the gargoyle. The, queen. Winged, the winged breeder. <laughs> um, she is a more more of a, a concise sculpt where I had to take some concessions to make those wings work as part of one piece mold. But uh, she really works. I, I and he we went all out. Yeah. What what material are you sculpting in nowadays? I heard you talk about Castellini. You were doing Sculpey originally, Pink Sculpey. What are you working with nowadays? Non-digital. I still use Sculpey. Still Sculpey? I'm, I'm so old school with that. Um, I prefer, though, the, the medium gray. The medium which gray? Which is basically, now, a few of the guys in the our hobby and other, other parts of it, you know, uh, worked with Super Sculpey, the, the company, I guess, Polyform at the time on this this formula and really what it is is what a lot of us were doing at the time super scopey pink it's just bubblegummy and it's it was translucent and it's it's hard to sculpt the firm the, the hard firm was too hard so, so we would mix it at 50 50 and everybody was starting to do that yeah and eventually they they got wind of it and a few i think it was casey casey love was one of the guys who worked with them on that and that's how um, Scopey Medium Blend came out. It's just called Scopey Medium now. And it's a gray, but it's really a blend of firm. And it's softer. doesn't get, you know, the, the firm, it sits for even six months. This stuff doesn't ever really get that crumb. It doesn't get that right. That, you know, it, that can, that any, does crum- it does crumble a lot. But that's what I like to use. And a lot of us now, that's what... A lot of people I know use. Um, I think Jeff uses that mostly now too, because that's why I know I can, if I need to, I just pull out some of mine. If I yeah. need to fix them. Paul, do you yeah, have a some... favorite thing that Mark has done for you? Yeah, that gargoyle. Is it really? 
Um, no, there's a couple. Um, I don't know. You know uh, see, uh, see, I wanna, I wanna say, you know, one of the best things ever done for him. Well, one of the best well, things I've ever done was the the, the Pennywise from the, from the seventeen movie, the first one that released the the, the day the movie. I think. Oh yeah. no! But the, the other one I stare. Paul, get closer. Get closer, Paul. It's a very underrated. Tim Curry one third scale serious piece. That thing is, I have not seen a better uh, digitally or in, in clay than that one. And that's another yeah. one. The other day. People seem to discover these kids after you've been out for a few years. <laughs> yeah, after this show, <laughs> then you'll probably get some orders, hopefully, so, for some of this other stuff. That's one of those. I, just, I go to him. I go right to the Justin Mark. This is fucking beautiful. It's a simple man. one, done it too. You know, I did two, yeah. two curry. Right there, everything that we've done together. But the, yeah, that one is a. It's a bigger scale. It's simple. It's the more like the music. It's just got a little bit of a frown. Yep. A base with it, which is the claw. And that's where he's sitting. And the and the Kirby Hulk that he did. It was oh. I don't Beautiful. know if you even, you might not even know, neither one of you might know that piece. Yeah, I saw the, the Hulk in the yep. thing. You did a Hulk in the thing. Hulk in the thing. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm talking to Mr. Historian here. Uh, I have so many, you know, I do, I do pieces, and, and sometimes the newest one is always my favorite. Oh, this one's really good. But then I go back and I look, and there are a few, there's things that stand out that whether or not they're things that we did together or that we, did a lot of the production work, the sculpting, and all that for some other producer. Some of them stand out. One is the one where it's got our heads on the hatchet. The hatchet. I think yeah. the hatchet, design-wise, is firing. It's like it's like a twelve-cylinder fucking. Sorry, you can take that cut. Keep that out. But it's no, like, that's all right. You know, it's, I, it's like a. I don't know. It's, you know, it's like a. a it, 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 to me, that thing. Turn it around. I've seen Hatchet. <laughs> no, I know you have. We're talking about your compatriot there. I think that you. one, um, as a piece that has so many things going on with the arm over his, you know, with the Hatchet, it, it's. I'm going to ask a question because, you know, I like to start shit. Okay. So, Mark, has Paul ever come to you with an idea and you just said, Come on, man! I don't want to do that, and no, you know, question. or it happened, and then they're not done. Either that, or <laughs> yeah. he may have, you know, there's some things he's done with other people that, um, mm-hmm. you know, he just has to have it done, and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 you can't do something if you think it's not, if it's not, you know, if I can't see it as the sculptor, the artist. How can I make it look I can tell right. Can you hear me? Am I yeah, a little closer. I can tell right away when he's not into something, and then I might kind of slither off. <laughs> I, I get yeah. often it's 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 portrait work. I really, I, I mean, I know I do a lot of stuff now that are monsters and things with fur. Okay, I'm known for my fur. Um, I, I, it's it's all muscle memory, the hand. And I learned a, t- I a technique 
so many years ago that doing hair and fur. But the howling, um, the howling that he did. The only thing I would say that I don't put that in my top ten because casting it is a real pain in the you know what. Okay. I also think that's one of the greatest howling kits as far as how it looked in the movie and his American Werewolf in London bust is also very very good. Mm-hmm. He's the both the werewolf form, but yeah, the howling one is another one I think design wise. The way it sits on top of it, the base is perfect um, to me. The portions of it, and it works with the two arms and everything. I, I like the way that looks. Just sitting in, but, you yeah. know, it's yeah. a great sculpture. Mm-hmm. I like the way that looks. And you know, as a, as a, I can, I can, you know, have certain favorites of my own work. I guess that one of the one of the ones I like the best right now is uh, the newest ones. Well, the newest one that's going into the mall into the to. Uh, Monster Squad Mummy. I was just um, going to ask this, about that because we were we showed it here in the beginning, but we'll put some more pictures up now. How did this? Where'd you start? How did it come across? Like, why did you choose the mummy to go first? Walk us through sculpting that that piece. Yeah, Mark goes out the window. And it's tur- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and Mike set that up. Um, Finales, but nah, you got to start off strong. Um, you know, as long as they start off with the Dracula, uh, he's one of the weakest yeah. to me. Yeah. The Wolfman, I think something tells me that's going to be special, even though I think that that's the weakest design. Uh, you know, the Wolfman got in the He, because they use that that um, prop, you know, with the, the, the mechanical prop for a lot of that. Yeah, his face uh, looks a little strange. Um, but, um, it's, I think I can, I can work with it. I think I can work with it because the werewolves and stuff seem to be one of the things that people like for me. I, I know that that probably says something. It, it, you know, it's, that's, that to me instills more confidence in, in me about it than the fact that I've actually done that. How do you, how do you like sculpting those, uh, those big pieces like the Kong for George? And the creature. I mean, is that like you look at that and go, "Oh, will this ever end?" Because it's so big. Um, at first, there's something he discovered a new talent because those are really good. Yeah, you know, that big Kong and that creature are really good, and he never did anything that big before. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if that was the thing, he could do those all day long. Um, you know, you know why? What I discovered doing those things is that. You know, with a little piece, a quarter scale piece, if you're an eighth of an inch, that's a lot. But an eighth of an inch on something that's this big, not that much. Yeah, it's it's bigger. Bigger. <laughs> and I realized that, huh? I these likenesses are better. Like that, that King Kong. I normally I would be like, hey, you know, 
greatness of, of that con since it's digital too. Mm-hmm. Nah, it was it was the the biggest problem was just it was a lot of clay to push around. It really was, um, but you know, tech to, from a technical standpoint, it was tough to work with. You know, building the, the understructure, I couldn't just build wires and just slap clay because that would have been like nine hundred dollars worth of clay. Um, I kept mm-hmm. it down. It still cost me. It still took me thirteen or fourteen pounds of clay just for the con. Yeah, um, but you know, it, it worked. You know. Um, and I, I discovered, yeah, that I could do lightness at that scale. Because I think the creature lightness is really good on that. And, you know, um, and then I did that that other piece, well, two other pieces. You know, I did the, the Barlow for uh, Earthbound. Well, it was Earthbound with Mark. Yeah. Mark it was Mark was and Earthbound. And that one, was, I think, is even a little better than the, the quarter scale that I did. You know, a lot of people don't look at things like that and think in terms of likeness. They just sculpt a monster. And I look at it like I know I study the actor. I look at the, I, I want to know who the actor is because that this the actor just that that's really this except for the teeth and the ears. Barlow it really looks like the actor. He he had a certain amount of film you know, if you look him up, that, that's that's one of the facts. They point out he had some scarring that happened when he was a kid during one of the bombings during World War II. But, um, you know, to make them look right, even if I did a werewolf, let's say I'm doing a werewolf, that's uh, still Cheney's eyes at the very least. And, and the structure, like around his cheeks and stuff, it's not everywhere else, but it's still his eyes. And you got to make it look like, like Cheney Jr., not like somebody else. Or like the bionic Bigfoot, you probably looked. You went and looked at Andre the Giant. I hope, right? Oh, the bionic Bigfoot. <laughs> it again. But I, when I look at that, I for some reason I don't see, I don't see Andre in the makeup. I, I really, except for the hair. Right. They, they added His to the hair, hair but, well, yeah. but I, I never, I didn't see him. However, isn't it crazy that they could use his own hair for that? And that's the basis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They lengthened it a little bit and stuff, yeah. but yeah, that's his hair. But I don't see him a lot, right? Uh, which is what I saw, which I think goes to their makeup design because it. When you first look at it, you're like, "Is that Andre the Giant?" But like, you can't yeah. tell right away. It's a great job with what they did with what they around, had to work around with. here and the nose. Yeah, you see, Andre. And the hair is the That's another one that when I make one, I look at it, I walk over to him, and I go. Fucking good job, man! Because it, yeah. it it's it's a hard, man. it's unfortunate that was that show's jump the shark moment. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons is a great. Movie. Yes, it is. That that I think that Harry and the Hendersons I like that is one, one of too. my most. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So, but uh, those two, yeah, I did those two very close together, and I'm real happy with both of them. The under the giant one, when I look at it, I I, I see. The only thing I see is the Bigfoot from the, from the $6 million man. I, I, I'm really proud of that lightness considering it's, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a monster, essentially. Yeah. Yep. You know, even though it's a Bigfoot. Oh. And, and I, I don't see anything off on that thing at all. It's the lightness of him, of the, of the monster. Same with Harry. You know, I yeah, Harry's dead on. It's dead on. I've watched that movie probably a hundred times, and it's dead on. I've never seen it. You've never seen Harry and the Hendersons? No. Oh my God. Why even bother to ask him? 
I, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, all right. So I have a, one more question I have. Um, Jason posted some pictures on our slideshow, and I'm sure more will filter in when he edits. But the Spider Man and the Sandman from that Spider Man movie. Um, I didn't you even know you sculpted I didn't even know you sculpted that. I remember seeing it, but I don't That was I never produced. Um, uh, oh, okay. Master Replicas kind of, yeah, I, it kept getting kind of kicked back. They wouldn't, they wouldn't sign off on it, right? And it turned out, you know, it's just saying, oh, there's something wrong with uh, the Sandman likeness. Maybe his, and I literally got a list at one point, and on the same list is maybe his nose is too long. Maybe his nose is too short. Maybe his nose is too wide. Maybe his nose is not wide. Literally contradicting the suggestion. And I literally realized, I literally just had to go in and do the Photoshop work and look at look at um, Thomas Hayden Church, right? That's his name. Yep. And yeah. and 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 make it even better. And literally just make it look like him. And even when I got it, and it was perfect, it still got kicked back. There's something. Yeah, we don't know. You know what the problem was? Thomas Hayden Church decided after all the other things that had been done for that movie. He always looks mean. Why do I have to look mean? I don't want to. I, I, I'm thinking, did he Did he even see his own movie? Did he even see that scene? I, I think it looks great. The likeness on that looks great um, from the one picture I'm looking at. And, uh, you know, and I can imagine sculpting those webs. I imagine I all those webs say. are sculpted. And it's like. <sighs> but, but yeah, the reason it, it took a long time to get accepted was because Thomas Hayden Church wouldn't sign off on it because he wanted to be he, he felt like all the other ones he was too he wasn't friendly enough oh, and, and oh, like he's man. the villain okay. he's okay. the villain he wanted to what did he want it to be smiling they didn't tell me to make it smiling they never told me this they just kept saying maybe the eyes are wrong meanwhile it was just him saying i look too mean they should have leveled they didn't level with me and i found this out later and it was weird, it was weird, weird. really Huh. Oh, I have no hard feelings against them, yeah. but I said that yeah. that's one of those things when you see the officially licensed stuff, that's probably a lot of reasons that some of the stuff is the way it is, where it's like everybody looks at it and go, Yeah, but it's not really right there. Why how come? Well, and it's I, I know and I, I shouldn't talk out of school, but I'll touch on it a little bit. I've talked you know, I've become friends with Tony and he tells me how Sometimes Tony who the art the art directors make you crazy. Tony who For Tony Cipriano, you know, Iron Man, Tony uh, Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah, but you know, he says what people don't realize when they get online and they kind of start critiquing it is they don't know how many changes, like you just said, the company has made that you might look at it and say it's fine, but some. Somebody that really doesn't know, or like you say, in this case, the actor isn't happy with it. And so you have to go back and tweak this and tweak that. And unfortunately, guys don't know this goes on behind the scenes. Is, yeah, is yeah, a, the lot of, I'm a lot to make. of stuff happens like that, mm -hmm. um, particularly with the pre-painted stuff. Like I said, even as much as I, and I still love it. Um, yeah, sometimes it was hard because him being so good, the sculptor, knowing his stuff, Doing, he said, the, the Marvel stuff looked like Marvel because it looked like he reread how it like a million times. And that's what his stuff, Marvel after John DeSemus were. Yeah, that happened. And this is, I haven't, it's not like I did a million, million licensed pieces, but just on the, the, the several things that I've done, 
yeah, it, it became apparent that that happens. And then you got a lot of people chiming in on things that really have, again, no business chiming in and, and causing issues because some people, you know, they open it up for, for the fans to kind of right, say right. stuff in the middle of the process. And sometimes that hurts, you know, because too many go, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and it's not really, you don't know yet that there's certain things that go. Most on. of the time, it's somebody that's never picked up clay or sculpted or, or anything. Yeah, like it, 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 it happens. But, you know, How's that art director sitting next to you? Is he okay to work with? Is he? Uh... <laughs> I do research. <laughs> and he also, you know, when you work with somebody for so long, you, you know, you, you learn how to work with them. <laughs> you just don't listen. You put your fingers in your ears. <laughs> That's how it, how it goes, you know. You, I, it's always back to the bullies. Yeah. When you work yeah. with somebody. Bigfoot's not real. What? You learn how they work. You learn how this person works. And it's easier. You, you have to start understanding mm-hmm. each other. So Because sometimes... The word, you know, the, the the words get in the way of what you're thinking. So what's next? What do you guys got coming next? What are you working on next for for Paul? For anybody? What do you got coming out? Give us a scoop. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, there's some large scale, like one third scale, universal stuff. It's a way to differentiate us from not even just universal, but the classics. Differentiate us from the quarter scale. They're a little bit bigger and a little more unique. Um, you know, we did the Frankenstein, which was the the Cheney Junior one from ghost and we did um the mummy the original you know this thing the arms up yep they're third scale they were bigger and we're working on you want me to tell yeah i'm working on the phantom of the opera um it'll be my uh, second uh, one and since since i nailed it i guess the first time <laughs> now it's time for me to do another one and a little more dynamic um you know and hopefully everybody will accept that but it's going to be unique it's going to be very unique. Um, the pose isn't from us still. Hopefully, you know, I, I find that that's hitting a miss, but we didn't want to just do stills on all these things. Um, mm-hmm. The money kind of is. But, um, and then after that, there's other things we want to do. One of them might be to revisit. Let me mention that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They even have their own sign language. Did you notice that? Yeah, you know, they, yeah. <laughs> See, we don't know each other too well. All right. um, not the same pose, but maybe a, an revised version of uh, Pretorius, Dr. Okay. Pretorius, because he's got such a great face. And, uh, you know, for me, there's other ones too. You know, like I've got some other ones that aren't necessarily even universal, but they're, they're classics. And uh, I want to do, because I like the, the character's face. Is the best of the movie. People don't think of this this version, you know, with that particular actor, but it's actually better than the one everybody goes to, you know. Um, another another Bigfoot project. Um, we love doing big. Do you remember um, Mysterious Monsters with Peter Gray? <laughs> yes. Can you remember? Yeah. Scott. I don't know if I can talk about this, but if not, we'll edit it out. Um. Mark, a little birdie tells me uh, we might start seeing something other than sculpting from you as well. Maybe some. Uh... I wanted to paint book covers. You know, I, I'm still in love with drawing and stuff like that and painting, and especially when it's our genre stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get back into painting and, and do something that maybe we could sell to collectors, you know, uh, that collectors might like. Um, 
you know, get my, my, my hand back into the painting. Cause honestly, that's what I am trained at as, as, mm-hmm. as a painter, an illustrator. I just got to kind of get back into it, you know, retrain my hand. I love this idea. Yeah. <laughs> I always well, liked, well, like, it's, when a way, I got it's to... a way, you know, with all this digital stuff coming out and we're, and we're doing practicing digital because we have yeah. some plans to utilize it, but in a way it's, art form, you know, drawing, painting, that stuff, and he is good at this. And mm-hmm. it's my real, it was and my true calling we, in the beginning. We just want to not take a break from the hobby, never do that, but it needs to be like an outlet to yeah. kind of decompress sure, from sure. things. You know what I mean? And it would still be related to the kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Let's face it, not just about modeling. Well, it's it's about our our hobby is not just about modeling. It's a specific type of characters and stuff, and, yeah. and it's mostly yeah. movies, but it involves superheroes even. Not that we would watch it, but it could happen. But we we, we have our it's like a hero worship thing, an idol worship, and mm-hmm. it relates exactly back to you know, painting these characters is very related to what we're doing. Everybody has these things on their walls too, you know, paintings of. You know, and, and photographs of, uh, you know, Karloff. Is right yeah. On we, we just have a, we have a, a very healthy respect for all the digital stuff. Like I said, to the point where we're going to learn some of it. But we have a love for just real art. Like, just real art. Looking at old art books, old sculpture, you know, from the Greeks. I mean, I, just, we just love art, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's done by these, you know. <laughs> I used to like on the Jayco pieces, your later Jayco pieces, like the bus set we talked about and the King Kong. Uh, you guys always threw in a uh, a drawing that was by you. Or, yeah, you know, a lot of times. And I still yeah. do that occasionally. And those were cool. Those were cool. I remember seeing those going, yeah, that's really cool. But this so. is the next level. Of, this is, we're hoping to turn it into original art that we're mm-hmm. selling. Um, but at a, at, a, at, a, at a like a price point that works for everybody you know what i mean yeah uh, so i'm not doing these 50 hour paintings i'm gonna try to right do them in a more creative manner and uh yeah yeah realistic you know what i mean yeah well like so i'm gonna raise this for I'm gonna a second. say something real quick and you could cut it out okay go ahead i just want to say that as a small hobby and and, and the people in it um, I don't know anybody with a halo over their head, but we're a very small community and we need to, at the very least, chill out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just chill out. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm 57. I got back pain. I got leg pain. I got, you know, <laughs> you know, we're getting older, all of us, all of us. And, you know, we need to just. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. And there's a good chance Jason and I will touch on some of this. uh, Have touched on it because this will be after. Have touched on it because this will be right. We are getting older, and it's time to start doing some of the other things too. Mm -hmm. Well, I was gonna point to this King Kong thing here, and this is a guy on on Etsy that sells his stuff. I forgot his name, and I feel bad because I've got his website saved somewhere, but. You know, that kind of stuff. I mean, he did that King Kong painting, and I bought the print. And, he, and, you know, he offers the print in different sizes and stuff like that. And affordable. You know, like you said, a, a price point that's um, 
that's affordable. I, I love stuff like that. Now, unfortunately, I got so much shit on my walls now. I don't know where I'd put anymore, but I'll find a place for a Vantine. You know, I, I'll find a place. Yeah. So. Very cool. And well, like I said, it needs to be original art. Here. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you both for coming. Mark, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll have you back again. Paul, same. Thank you. We're, we're really happy. And I want to say to both of you, from, from Scott and I, thank you for the support you've given this show. Uh, it means the world to us. And yeah. without you guys, this would have been very boring from the beginning. You were the first people to, to step up and uh, donate stuff to the show and participate. And we, we truly, truly, truly appreciate it from the bottoms of our, of our hearts. And again, thank you. And thank you for being on again tonight. Yep. We, we appreciate the injection you've given the hobby. <laughs> so, well, and, and, and I'll just piggyback on what Paul said um, because it, it's no secret. Um, there was a time Paul and I didn't get along very well. And <laughs> if Paul and I can mend fences and Look where we are now. And people don't even know what goes on behind the scenes. But, you know, I, I talk to Paul a couple times a week. I, that's fair to say. I'm sorry, um, Paul. And uh, <laughs> well, I keep telling him, just call Jason. Jesus, leave me alone. But, you know, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, it, it's, it's, not, it, it's not worth fighting with people and all that. And I'm glad. I've known Mark a long time. So, you know. I, I never I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> Mark and I never had an issue as far as I'm concerned. But you that know, you know Paul of. and I have come from a really bad place to a really good place. And it and to me that just shows that it can be done. You just have to want to do it. So and uh better for everybody involved and better for our blood pressures. <laughs> yeah. And now, right yeah, now. frankly, I'm I'm kind of bored. I got to find somebody to fight with because no, you don't. Know. You have a wife in the <laughs> other room that's not too happy with you. You can just go right back Jason. there. Fight with yeah. Jason because it's funny. Oh, we yeah, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank we'll you. talk to you Thanks, soon, Paul. Mark. Thank, thank you, you, Mark. You're the best. All of you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Scott, what'd you think? Um. Yeah. No, it was good. It was. Uh, I haven't talked to Mark like that in a long time. I mentioned on there that I had a table next to him at the Kit Builder show years ago. So I got to know him a little bit there because it was not, I, you know, I'll still never knock that show because they did get people in there. They just didn't get model kit people in there. And, you know, so it was kind of slow for dealers. Um, but it was nice. I got to sit with Mark and uh, get to know him a little bit back then and, you know, talk to him about stuff. So, but this was good. This was a. I think hearing some of those Bowen stories were great. And mm -hmm. and especially about the Spider Man and the <laughs> the failed Spider Man statue, I like I love hearing that sort of thing. And I, do you think Bowen would ever come on our stupid show? Oh, I don't know. Maybe who knows? We could reach out. Yeah. What else is he doing? Yeah, really. What is what is he doing? Is there any Bowen stuff still? Not like, is yet. There anything? Not yet. Okay. But thanks, Mark. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Again, you heard our thank you in there. I don't want to say it again, but you're the best. Thanks. Um, moving on. Emails, voicemails, and corrections. All right, we have a correction from Vincent Simonelli. <laughs> Good old Vince. Uh, Scott never sent me the picture of Elsa last episode that he said he was going to go looking for. So Vince sent it in. Here it is. From the Stanarts kit. So these are the originals. 
with uh, Jack Pierce and her putting her makeup on. So this was the maybe inspiration. Maybe you can convince to co-host with you. Maybe I can. Fuck ass. <laughs> okay. But now that we've shown these pictures, you want to bet someone in about six months does that Elsa Jack Pierce piece with him standing next to her? Well, I don't know. Maybe. You never it's coming. know. You know it's coming. Ah, uh, so that's cool. Uh, Dan Cherney. We have two emails from Dan Cherney. And instead, one of them could have went into news and reviews, but I wanted to leave it here to give it a little more attention. So the first email, and I think is a good email. Dear Jason, Scott, and all model clubbers. When I got into this hobby many years ago, there have always been kits I wanted, even though my budget hasn't allowed me to get everything I want. One of the kits I missed out on was the Scott mentioned sculpted by Mark Van Tyne, Bayou Beast, and based off of Marvel's Man-Thing character. I've been searching for this kit for years and years, and there has not been one on eBay for at least eight years. So there, so where does the diehard collector go for finding their grail kits? Are there specific sites or groups? I believe I have tried nearly everything. Heck, I even searched to see if there was a recast. Not that I ever do that. But there is nothing. Where is a collector to go for those must-have garage kits from not so long ago? Dan Cherney. Yes. And so if something really is impossible to find, what does this say about recast? What an evil circle this is. Um, I'll start with the recast part first. Still off the table for me. If it's impossible to find, I, w- I still think recast is not acceptable. Um, Scott okayed our giveaway this episode. Um, you know, but I, I understand I, why a person would go that route. Okay. I really do. And, and, you know, like our giveaway this episode, you know, I don't have as big a problem with Aurora stuff. It's just me personally. Other guys do though. So it it's, you know, it's a preference. And Ron, thing. we're not complaining. <laughs> we're not, we're not no, we're not complaining. Yeah, no, no. And, and and Dan, I'm not knocking you. Um, I've never made a secret of the fact that I have some recasts in my collection. Yeah. Okay. I had a different view years ago than I do now. And um I have some anime ones. You know, so it, but it's, at the time I didn't know they were, and then I found out they were, and I still bought a couple. And I have one future recast that was gifted to me by a person I'm not friends and with. I, I will say recently, I've actually even given some of them away to people yeah. that are in the same boat as Dan is in right now. You know, it, it, it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, I, I just wouldn't feel good. Like searching go all down. that time, wouldn't yeah. you, I would feel better finding the original. And if I, if I stopped at the, the fake one, I would yeah. be like, so it, it here's an idea. Good. Okay. So I, on to the other part of his email, where yeah. does one go for real kits? That, that's a great question. That is a great question. And I can tell you this, send us an email saying, Hey, anybody got one? So, Hey, for Dan Cherney, because we have helped hook some people up before with stuff. And I think oh, remember, helped... remember when they would do on, on the radio, it was called radio Tradio. <laughs> okay. Like back and in they, the day. So, so, um, Hey, does anybody have a bio beast? They want to, uh, Get rid of uh, to Dan in the, uh, in the comments below. Say Dan Cherney, I got you. And okay, someone might um, have it. But yeah, where I does I someone need modeler's go? resource number one through three? If anyone's got them, so I would like the uh, curse of the demon big head. I never got You'll it. Get nothing. 
Um, but there you go. So yeah, where does um, one go? Now, that Where being said, go? we're not responsible for any transaction gone bad, but it's you know use this platform and send us an email. Hey, you know, yeah. If it gets crazy, maybe we'll have to do something different. But you know, um, you know, or put it in the comments. Hey, I'm looking for blah blah blah, whatever. You know, and we'll start a new segment. Hmm. Rail right, mails. Yeah. Rail mails. Rail mail. That's great. <laughs> All right. That's why I get the big money. That's why All I'm right. the town. We'll start a grail grail mail. Send us your emails. But okay. where does one go? Like where is the go-to place to start looking to buy stuff? I haven't no. really looked for a kit on eBay in years. There's a zillion boards. There's a, there's eBay. There's I it, it's I think the clubhouse, maybe if you put you know. something on the clubhouse, might be a good bet. I think, yeah, I don't know. And again, um, I will say this: in in the various groups, I'm starting to see more older kits. Gonna say, um, start popping up for sale. So, Dan Cherney's second email: Dear Jason and Scott, this was going to be in the beginning, but I decided to move it here into emails. There is a new kit release that has been a long time coming. Back in 1965, a kit I was negative nine. Yeah, I think. Uh, back in 1965, a kit was made by a radical artist named Stanley Mouse. At first, he created art along the line of Big uh, Daddy, Big Daddy Ed Roth. He created a few kits in this genre, including the famous Freddy Flypogger. He created a few kits in this genre, including the famous Freddy Flypogger at the beach called Flip Out. It was originally issued by Monogram in 1965 and was very popular. Original issues of this kit still sell for hundreds. Now, Atlantis has re-released the kit from the original molds. The kit is molded in styrene and has all the original parts, including the shark, buzzing fly, and running mouse. The pieces join very well and the molding is top-notch. I'd recommend it to for anyone who likes the design or wants to build a nostalgically strange kit. By the way, Stanley Mouse went on to become quite famous as the main poster designer for the Grateful Dead and other significant 60s and 70s groups. I didn't wow, know that. How about that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So check out some of these pictures here. These are pretty cool. And that's like that Grateful Dead picture is the Grateful Dead picture. And to know he was making model kits before, that's pretty awesome. So cool. All right. Uh, we got a couple other emails about the same thing. And one of them is from Jerry Fraid. Everyone, please check out Jerry Fraid's uh, YouTube channel called Just Paint It. There's a link down below that goes directly to what I'm about to talk to. So click on that link and it will take you right there. Um, and we got one from Ed Riley as well. So both of us sent an email and a link basically talking the same thing. Started watching the new... Hi, hey, Jason. Doesn't say anything about you. Started watching the new episode today at work and heard you and Scott mention doing some type of contest with Mark Worthling's head. Can you please add me to any list you may have as I'd like to try my hand at this? Please keep up the good work you guys do. I look forward to watching each new episode when they come out. I also like the first movie and the model episode, so I'm looking forward to that new one when it's done. That just happened. Uh, model and movies out. And holy crap, that movie was bad. <laughs> Crimes of the Future. Go watch uh, <laughs> our review of Crimes of the Future. Um, 
me and Brian Clark had a good time watching that. Uh, the next movie is, if you want to follow along, is uh, Last Night in Soho. But the Mark Worthling head. I, we want to do it. We're trying to get this done. We're going to work. We have a lot of other like things happening at the same time, but we're at the mercy of Mark having some other stuff he's working on. So we we're going to do that content. So bear with us. There is no list. It's going to happen. That's the show, Scott. No voicemails, huh? We have no voicemails. This episode. Boy, I'm in trouble. I think because you, aff- yeah, you offended somebody. I want to give a shout out real quick. Shout out on the parts pit. Um, Last um, episode, I think I even mentioned, I had bought a an original partial built Aurora Superman. And I needed a left hand, which for the <laughs> life of me, I can't find right now. So I might need another one. But anyway. Um, ah, if you lost it on my left. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's somewhere here. Anyway. Big shout out. Oh, there it is. Pretty sure. I'll have to match it up. But I wanted to get an original Aurora. The lighter blue that it was. And I think that is the original. I'll know when I strip it. Okay. Um, But I wanted to keep the kid all original if I could. So big shout out to Cliff Payne. Okay. Cliff runs um, Parts Pit. Or he's out there in the Parts Pit. And uh, not my first time dealing with Cliff, but um, he's got a lot of parts. So if you're an Aurora guy and you need a part, get a hold of Cliff Payne. We'll put all that information down below, too. See if he can help you out. Yeah, cool. Parts Pit. Yeah, it's Cliff Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. You can find him on Facebook, too. All right. Excellent. Scott, got anything else? No. We didn't, you know, there were no big bloopers, no big jokes. No, funny happened. No, no, not sorry. It's, you know, I can't be funny. I can't be on all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll I'm still the life of this show. Uh, There's no doubt about that. What do you got? Like 80 views on the movie thing? Oh, it's like 130, I think. Oh, okay. Which is is a, hey, for that movie, (laughs) that's, we're at the mercy, I think, of what people want us taught here. Like, that's, oh boy. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but check it out again we'll be at Wonderfest coming up here we'll be here before we know it and how about you no boxing videos no unboxing videos i no will nothing? i just got a an email today from iverson and cult tv man that that vampirella is on its way oh yeah i was gonna ask about that yes because mine came too so but i did not get anything about the fly yet so i don't know what's happening and we'll see so i will have an All unboxing right. for that oh and i got the my um Tall man from Phantasm is coming from yeah, Shadow I saw Creation. Yeah, you were next on the list. So, so yeah, that's yeah. coming. So I'm going to have two unboxing videos here in the next uh, What's in the Box probably next week uh, with wait. both of those. <laughs> Such a jerk. All right. Take care, everybody. Oh, cool gallery coming. We got a, some good stuff. And, and a lot of Mark Van Tine stuff? Or are you yeah, I'll, I'll put a new Mark Man, Van, Van Tine montage in there. And um, some other. There's some, there's some good stuff. So. Updates on Phil Kupka. There was an update yesterday. Um, doing better. And uh, he's, he's like, in, they were going to put him in a rehab place, but I guess the hospital has a rehab. So he's in the same hospital, but he's doing rehab. And 
doing a lot better, eating better. Um, so hopefully he'll be able to go back home soon. Cool. And, uh, Good to hear. Again, uh, you know, all the best to Phil, Diane, and, you mm-hmm. know, we're always thinking of you guys. Yep. And thank you, Ron Joseph, again for the kit giveaway. And yep. to our winners, Paul congratulations. Paul Gil Paul for Gil. this one. And and uh, and thanks to Mark Van Tyne for coming on. And now you won't have to beat me out. I was good today. Yay. We'll see you soon. Bye, everybody.